Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Turnovers, penalties, and a fan base that is as tired as those 100-plus men that the, that they celebrated at the beginning of this game. The Carolina Panthers fall at home to the Indianapolis Colts 27-13. to My name is Tony Dunn. This is the C3 Panthers post-game show. The number is 252-228-5098. That's 252-228-5098. Two pick sixes. Pop that in there. Another interception. Boy, this team is tired, but not as tired as Tony Dunn coming on this post game show, struggling, struggling to figure out how to muster up enthusiasm for this season and the future. Cody Lashney, but fortunately, I got my boys here with me to help prop me up, help me figure that out. Cody Lack in the house waiting on Gregory to come to his house to say hello. Oh, a bunch of people in Charlotte from Nick Montero. Uh, they need to, to stop showing up. Josh from Mass. Well, they won last time they came. Well, or whatever. well this yeah. time they didn't. I know. I know. <laughs> Cody Lack, uh, welcome to um, a tired, tired moment for Tony Dunn. I mean, look, man, uh, this is a bad performance today, dude. And we're not going to sugarcoat it, man. Uh, I mean, a lot of problems on offense. But, dude, Bryce Young literally gave the Colts 14 points in what would have been a one-point ball game, man. Um, It's tough. And then, look, I know people are so tired of the Bryce-CJ thing. But seeing as how today CJ Stroud threw 470 passing yards and five touchdowns, it's just rough, man. It's rough. A lot of Panther fans felt this was a winnable game for the Carolina Panthers, uh, and yet we still couldn't do it, man. We still couldn't do it. Uh, it, it, It's tough sledding. There's nowhere I'd rather be uh, than here with my boys reacting to a football game. Uh, Boys, let's do it, man. I know the post game. CK, it just seems like we're not entitled to have fun on Sundays anymore, just like we're not entitled like Bryce Young to have any protection up front dude the the protection is abysmal um and here's the thing i am a bryce young defender um i'm not going to sugarcoat it i don't care how bad your offensive line is playing you cannot throw those interceptions there's just no two ways about it um and let's not get it twisted this offensive line might be the worst in the entire nfl like i don't like no matter what we want to agree on or disagree on the offensive line in the wide receiver core. I I I would dare you to go and watch the film, even from the Texans game to this game, and tell me who was open and what any, at any point. 
uh, opposing teams have figured out one thing, and this is how you're going to make Bryce Young throw interceptions. Take away Adam Thielen. That's what they did today. Bryce Young made poor decisions, and now we're here, um, and all we're going to hear about is how we made the wrong choice. I am telling you right now, guys, you cannot jump to a conclusion on anybody at all, especially given how bad this team is. I was saying this before the show started. There is something with this scheme. There's got to be. There is no reason why against this secondary that we can't get wide receivers open. I don't care who you are. I don't care how bad your wide receiver core is. There is something with regard to the routes that we're running or something along those lines. These wide receivers are not getting open. Bryce Young still can't throw those interceptions. He took a sack that he didn't need to take. But at the end of the day, we're all going to point this to Bryce Young, and I will say it. I said he won the game last week. He lost the game today. Period. Simple as that. CK, you know, I hope you're right about the scheme and the wide receivers, but it's hard for me to tell when when Bryce when Bryce doesn't rip it at all. Right. Every time I get like he goes back there, like we hike the ball, and I'm like rip it. I mean, I don't know what I'm saying rip it to because you can't see anything but the offensive line and Bryce and the right. defense at that from that screen. But it just doesn't feel like he's ripping it. <laughs> I mean, spin it, boy. Throw it down there. I mean, at least get an interception downfield rather than you a know, pick six upfield. Now, let me ask you. you know are, that are, you're, they just, are they just not calling the deep ball? Or is Bryce Young not comfortable and confident no, they, enough? They to talked even about throw this. The they talked about this. They talked to Thomas Brown and they asked about the sacks. And Thomas Brown said he was too aggressive trying to get the ball downfield last week. And so they were going to have to try to get the ball out of his hands faster this week. So the it, the entire game plan was we are not throwing the ball deep. That was what the game because he knows that Bryce Young cannot. We're not throwing the ball, period, sometimes, CK. Right. No, you're absolutely right. And honestly, they needed to do that. The, the only thing that was making any success was the run game. Uh, and, and like I said, when you have a game plan that is literally having to be dumbed down because you can't get the protection for your your uh, your quarterback, you cannot like you can't even scheme up long balls because he doesn't have time to throw the ball. Like it's and, absolutely ridiculous. At, at, at the end of last season, at least Sam Darnold was throwing the ball away. <laughs> I mean, Bryce right. is holding on to the ball, trying to make a play happen, and not only is there nothing there. But he doesn't trust himself. He, I feel like right now he doesn't trust his arm. And I'm going to be real. I feel like this coaching staff doesn't have a lot of trust in Bryce at the moment. Maybe y'all think I'm overreacting, but I just right now it doesn't seem like there's a lot of faith in how the quarterback is playing, um, how the offensive line around him is playing, and everyone else is just suffering because of it, man. But no confidence at all. <clears throat> Not according to Frank Reich this week. I don't said, care what they say. I don't believe anything that any of our coaches say. They Frank Reich came out and said that uh, they feel like uh, if they get the ball in the hands of number nine and they have an opportunity to win, they've got all the faith in the world. They got the guy. To me, look, is, I mean, yes, does Bryce hold on to the ball too long? Sure. Is he going to make some mistakes in this game? No problem. You know, I mean, I think that's just going to be part of any player's career number one and also in their development i just want to see i mean if we go back to that seattle seahawks game right is that andy dalton ripped it though he spun it you know i mean and it doesn't mean that it's going to be complete every time 
It's just to drop back, step up, and just chunk it to the guy that has – and it doesn't – and CK, I know it's separation, but, like, at some point – Except the gotta, palm open. Yeah, he, and – or you got to just trust that they're going to – or hope that they're going to win the matchup in the right case. And, the and I just thing, don't see them th- push – just ripping it. And to call them out, this is what I said in preseason when we were talking about Matt Corral. I said just because guys aren't open – you can't use that as an excuse. You really yeah. can't. You have to be able to throw these guys open. You're going to have to throw into tight windows. Um, and unfortunately, uh, those windows are very tight, but you've got to throw it. You've got to get the ball out, and, and and you can't take sacks. But at the end of the day, again, I just think, I think when you talk about getting the ball out and ripping it, that's what he did today. And unfortunately, they were ripped, and they were ripped from his, you know, the receiver's hands. I got right? to do so, yeah, I gotta disagree a little bit. I feel like the the two at at least it was really hard for me to see from the um the angle on the second pick six, right? Of like they said he overthrew it. It's just yeah. kind of hard for me unless we go slow it down. We go look at the the tape. Did and you see all the of three that. guys in his face within two yards of him. Like, right, right. I, I mean, mean, so like but the, the first one though. Felt still like this is to... a little, yeah, sure, sure. But you know what, CK, we're going to have pressure every week. For we're we're going to have pressure every, as a Carolina no. Panther quarterback, you have pre- it just felt like a, a, some of these throws, I won't say are lazy, but they're kind of layuppy in a way that, um, you feel like the ball just doesn't get there quickly. Is that yeah, what you're worried about? I feel about? like, like it, I feel like it's almost like what you do in practice. Right. Rather than, and I, and maybe it's just the NFL speed. Maybe it's not, but like, it's kind of like, oh, I'm going through all this. I know where to go. Boom. And he almost like flicked it and it's like psh, to the house. So look, Bryce Young today finished. We'll go over some of just the quick stats to let you guys know. No Jeremy, uh, no Jonathan. I think he's going to call him by his right name. I don't even you know what is. I don't even know if he played today, to be honest. Jonathan Mango had one reception on four targets for five yards. He had no touchdown. So there will be no Mango jersey given away today. Um, Bryce Young was 24 for 39, 173 yards, three picks. Two of them were taking the house by the same damn dude. Uh, Chuba Hubbard started out the game remarkably strong, starting to make Tony tip the cap. I mean, I even put a tip of the cap tweet out. I didn't tweet much during this game. 16 for 58. Then Miles Sanders really got it going on with six carries for 39 yards played his best game of the day. But the problem was, is that the Carolina Panthers are just not good enough to play from behind. And when it comes to the penalties on this team, this team is the opposite of what Ron, it's almost like a team that it was a Ron, it's a Ron Rivera team, right? And that the team that can't play from behind, these drives are going to take two days for them to manufacture. But when you have that, when you play a game where it takes you these long meandering drives, even when they're super successful, five for six, 77 yards that equated to a touchdown, you just, you, when you're from behind, you can't have penalty. We're not good enough to shoot ourselves in the foot. And from the very first play of the game, it felt like penalty after penalty after penalty. We're one of the most penalized teams yeah. in the league. And some of these are just remarkably dumb penalties. Some 
I have a problem with in that Xavier Woods one is, man, you want to talk about taking all the fun out of the game. That was one of the worst, softest calls I've ever seen in the history Terrible. of football. And what it makes he, me, what was he even supposed to do in that scenario? He I think they got the head. It, it was it was one of the most bullshit. Uh, normally, whenever there's a bad call against the Panthers, I don't like to come up here and be like, "Oh, well, they, the referees fucked us." But dude, on a play like that, now you're literally telling everybody that we should be playing flag football. Like, and it gave them the ball down. It gave them the ball down the field. Yeah. And which, how about the how about the one that uh, we you know the um, the Bryce like the fact that Bryce Young didn't get that uh, roughing the passer call last week. And they get that this week. You know what I mean? Like, I it's think almost it was. Identical. I, you know, I think we should have just gotten it last week. I think if anything, Bryce's sl- slide last week was a little more delayed. I think that was a penalty in this league. The one on Gardner Minshew, the Derek no, Brown said, one at the end of the game said, was definitely one. They said that if you slide late, you're not afforded the same protections as you are if you slide. I don't early. think his sl- sl- was, slide dude. was as it late. Was, well, it might okay. not have been as late, but it was late. Like when you're when you're a defensive player and you're lunging before he's able to even start the slide, then it's not on the, the defender to stop being able to stop himself midair. That's okay. basically what took place okay. here. Like it's, it I is- mean, I didn't think that was the most egregious call, but going back to that Xavier Woods one, that call right there, not only is it a call that put us in a difficult situation that led to the team having to fight an uphill battle from the beginning, right? but I think it shows you one of the problems with the NFL, and – I like the idea of player safety. I like the idea of um, erring on the side of caution and things like that. I think what we just have to do is we have to have um, a system when it's this fast and we're we're calling these plays or calling these calls in such boom, boom moments. They got to have a, a system where they can go look at it and pick that flag up. And just oh, say, you sure. know what, is we threw the flag because it, it looked like it from the outset. It was a close call, and we just want to make sure we get it right. And you go back and look at that play, you would have picked that flag right on up. That's what you would have done. And I think there's got to be like an orange flag from the NFL where New York or wherever the hell Roger Goodell's station is or whatever the people are that watch for the league are watching every game and they can in a quick and efficient manner say, we want an official review here that doesn't penalize either team. So anyway, um, look, is this um, story was crazily uh, colored by, uh, by a deep look, their offense didn't have to do anything today. mm -mm. Carolina Panthers score their offense scored more for the Colts than I think the Colts offense ultimately did. And it's sad to watch this as the defense had arguably their, I would say, one of their best games of the season today. Do you know what really sucks about this for Bryce? And listen, let's just be real. The story of this game is Bryce Young. Bryce Young has been the story of the 2020, uh, whatever whatever year we're in. 2023. The year of 20C3 misery. 20C3. I mean, the fact that we traded up so much for the quarterback, Bryce has been the talk of everything. And when you have a performance today where he essentially gifted them a W on a plate, it makes you think about the future of our team, right? Like now, if you think of it this way, next year is going to be another so-called rookie season for Bryce because you're going to have to be dependent upon putting brand new protection around him, brand new wide receivers around him, 
there is high potential that we're going to be going into next year still not knowing what kind of potential we have at our quarterback. We don't want to jump off of the bridge and say, oh, he's a bust right now. I mean, in his rookie season, that's definitely too early. But performances like this are so uninspired, especially compared to other players that were drafted very close to him, that it's like, man, who knows when the Panthers are even going to be able to have a sample size of enough protection and enough separation at the receiver position to even know what we have in Bryce. That's well, I think this is hard. what Greg has been saying. Well, one of the things that Greg has said is that uh, this wasn't the right team for Bryce Young. And, you know, I haven't really agreed with him on that statement throughout the season as he said it, because I don't know if the other guys would have been better necessarily. I think Anthony Richardson, you look, he's looked struggling. He would be hurt here, too. Uh, but I do think this is where where there is some kind of wisdom in that statement is. It looks like it's so ter- tough to figure out how to get this fixed. By the time it does get fixed, right. Bryce is going to be a bygone. You know what I mean? Like, a, like, can you do this in the next two years in a timeline that makes you even feel comfortable, you know, moving forward in that way? So, look, uh, we got a lot to talk about tonight. First, the big shout out to Eric with the $2 uh, super chat. He said the intro sh- song should be Mad at the World. Nervosh, thank you. No, One of our world, not mad at the world, mad world. You heard that? Oh, song should before? be mad. Uh uh-uh. uh. Well, maybe, mad maybe. Mad world. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> this the intro song should be Mad World. All right. Um, Nervosh, uh, angel investor for the podcast. The fact that Bryce played so insanely bad and CJ had an incredible game makes this one sting. It looks like we made the wrong yeah. pick at this point. And a uh, big shout out to Wallace White. Ice up to everyone saying Bryce better than CJ. And um, CK, you were mentioning this before the broadcast is that you mentioned this on the show this past Tuesday as a as a Bryce supporter. And it's kind of weird when you're a supporter that you, i.e., by de facto, have to be a defender. Right. You know, that's how I was with Cam. You know what I'm saying? It's like right, right. I love Cam so much that I felt obligated to support him or to defend him because the criticism often comes from such an extreme place, you know, and then you get to the point where you're so busy in your mind trying to fight those forces in the world of that extreme, really unsubstantiated criticism or hyperbolic criticism that when the real criticism that is arguably grounded and just, that you also feel an obligation to fight against that in some way. And so Bryce Young supporters have, or supporters, see that makes it even the language I'm using is created. It's like you got to either be a, a, you can't be a fan. You're either a a Bryce sexual or you're a Bryce hater. Right. And And I'm just, I'm a fan of the Carolina Panthers. I'm hoping for, and wishing for his success right. as a Carolina Panther. But, you know, is uh, after the last week of watching people on Twitter, um, well, I can't wait to see all y'all jump back on the bandwagon of Bryce Young. Don't you feel dumb? You know, all of this crap 
where it's more about being right than actually either talking about football or talking about Bryce Young. And CK, you gave us an important warning in the last show about this. Yeah, I said, uh, I told everybody coming in here, hot and heavy, ready to talk about how Bryce Young was the the truth. And like, he's so much better than than, uh, CJ Stroud. I said, you guys better pump your brakes, dude. You better pump your, because there's going to be a game that he has a bad game. And C.J. Stroud, that exact same week, is going to have a great game. And you're going to have to answer to those words every time. Like, we we don't need this constant bat. Like, I'm I'm a defender of Bryce Young. But I'm mainly a defender of Bryce Young because I am a Carolina Panthers fan. Right? right so we've right. gotten to a point of, of where it feels as though people are rooting against his successes. Right. right? That's, that's how a lot of people, thing. and we, I actually felt like Greg was like that at the beginning. Well, he, he admitted to being like that. Yeah. He said, I kind of hope he doesn't just so I can prove you guys wrong. And then later that week, he backtracked a little bit and said that he didn't you know, mean it that way. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> I think there's a lot of people out there that have that exact same mindset that didn't want Bryce Young and just want to constantly be vindicated by their decision to say that they wanted C.J. Stroud over Bryce Young. It's okay to have that opinion. Bryce Young is our quarterback. I'm not saying you just sit there and roll with it. It's a rookie year. This is nobody's expected to be a Hall of Famer in their rookie year. It doesn't look great right now, but I'm really optimistic that we can build a team around him that he can be good with. This year, it's not it. Like it's just clearly not it. I That's the bottom line. I just think that so much <clears throat> it, it maybe I'm because I'm so invested in the X world, the Twitter world that my whole perception of the world is colored like that, but I'm pretty sure it's like that on Facebook and probably just everywhere. In some ways, it might just be a little bit more polite in some cases, if you're face to face with somebody, but I, I, I just think this continues to be about, I, I would rather, I want to be right. Right. Rather than um, discuss what happened here in Bryce, uh, whether look, was the were there pr- protection breakdowns? Certainly, 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 certainly. You know, and that contributed. He was under duress the whole time, and when he has time, and he can step up in a clean pocket, man, we see moments where he can d- get it done. He can yeah. get it done. But today, he had two critical turnovers yep. that led to points, and on top of that, the Carolina Panthers' offense early was gifted some good field position by the defense, some good stops, some good opportunities. You get a, I I think it was Xavier Woods who on that punt where we were in, look, the offense put the team in a terrible position. They get the ball deep in their own territory, get penalties, get sacks or backed up, have to punt the ball. Ball doesn't even get, barely gets to the 50, it feels like. This is like, oh, shit. This is how it crumbles. You're going to give them the ball on a short field. Defense is going to be right out there. And then, you know what I mean? It's just like, this. here we go again. And all of a sudden, the guy muffs the punt. We get the ball back. We get the ball back, and you're like, short field. Here we go. Opportunity. So that every time the defense or the special teams creates an opportunity, whether it be a big run from Blackshear or a nice punt return from the other guy that I don't care to even learn his name because he's not that great. The But it just like it, the offense can't answer the call in those moments. And my last point, and I'll give you guys the mic, and then we'll start taking the calls. 
Oh, his name is Smith Marset, by the way. I don't even care. He's not gonna Honestly, he's probably the like he's a better returner than uh, Blackshear. Blackshear had a really good one this game, but well, he had a kick return. One's a punt return, one's a kick return. Exactly. But uh, the other point that I wanted to make here was, um, I think it was twenty. I don't know if it was twenty to ten at this point. And it just like we had the ball, we marched down with that whatever million play drive. And I just felt like this is, I don't think we have enough time. And it was like in the middle of the third, I was like, man, we're going to need like, once it got to 27 points or whatever, I was like, we're going to need like seven quarters to make up this because the drives just take for forever. And that's good in some ways, if you're not turning the ball in over and making mistakes. Yeah. So, um, any other um, impressions or things that are sticking out to you? I thought the defense played well. Um, actually, I thought they played very well. Um, they really were able to kind of congest the run for the first time, it felt like. Let's see. Uh, their rushing yards were Jonathan Taylor had 47 yards. Zach Moss had 26. Now, some of that has to do with is that their offense never had to do anything. Right. Gardner Minshew was 17 for 26, 127 yards. Michael Pittman had eight for 64. Jonathan Taylor was their second receiver with five for 22. I thought the defense had a really good game today. Um, and it was sad that the offense wasn't able um, to, to help them along. And I'll go to Cody with this. I think my, I mean, what if there's any disappointing or the real disappointing uh, part of this loss? Um, and and of course, it's going to be colored by the C.J. Stroud game that's right. in the background going on. And by the way, he led them on a fourth quarter comeback. He yep. had five touchdowns. He was uh, take Dell by the way, 160 yards, two touchdowns, or whatever it was. Better than Mango. Yeah, Mango was non-existent. Way better, dude. You know. Um, but what we have consoled ourselves, really, I think from the Atlanta game on, is that Bryce Young's gotten better from week to week. And it's hard to say with with the mistakes today, like you could, look, I mean, you could say receivers, yeah, you could say offensive line, you could say... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All of these things, and those things are true. But also, Bryce didn't get it done today either. Well, and if he's looked better, 
it's only been marginally so. After that Houston Texans game, everybody was ranting and raving about how big of a game it was for Bryce. Bryce threw one touchdown against the Texans. Now, if you want to say he doesn't have the offensive firepower around him to have a breakout game, that's fine. Say that. But pretending like what Bryce did last week against Houston isn't anywhere comparable <coughs> to what Will Levis did in his opener uh, for the Tennessee Titans. Like it's, it's it's a night and day difference, man. Um, and, and then looking at this performance, like, look, we have to be able to openly criticize Bryce. And a few of us have already been uh, banded the label of Bryce Young haters and this and that. Look, man, it, it, it's not that we're haters. We're being realistic about what we've seen from Bryce thus far. He's had some good moments, and there are some things that he does very well. But there's also some big-time questions about his play style that Panther fans have not had answered. We don't know if he has the requisite arm talent to be able to drive the ball to the other side of the field from the opposite hash. We don't know that yet. We don't know if he's able to hit hit the deep balls downfield in stride. We don't know that yet. We just don't know any of that, man. And all of this uncertainty, if you're a Panther fan, why should you be hopeful when everything that you've seen for the past five years has just been utter ineptitude at the highest level of football? it's, It's a bad spot to be in, man. CK, can Bryce Young win in this league without weapons, without a perfect um, situation? Um, Yes, but you cannot win with the most imperfect situation. Yeah, holy shit. Why is this offensive line, why was it so much worse today? Uh, or actually, why was it so bad today? I don't know if I ever saw one thing be the problem. I guess the pressure came up the middle. It was, Where was it coming it was from? It just felt like it was coming from everywhere. Yeah, it felt like it was a, a just an overall failure. Like, and it's weird because what they were doing is it felt like they were they were rushing for a lot. They did drop you know a lot of people into coverage, which kept nobody getting open. Um, and so, but they they were getting home with four rushers and like running through double teams and like, I just, I really don't know what else to, to say about this offensive line. Like it's absolutely, I don't, I just, I don't think you could say enough bad things about how, what, how much they, how, how they performed. I, I look, I've got Panthers traumatic stress disorder. Sure. Um, I, this is the offensive line that I expect every year with the Carolina Panthers. And, Go back, and I know here I'm like always the guy that says I hate people that say check the receipts, but I want you to just go back. At, these aren't receipts. <laughs> these were warnings from Tony Dunn. He did. These were warnings that just because the line was average and improved last year doesn't mean that that's going to be the case this year. And I I think we need to, like, sometimes you got to continue to fortify even things that you believe are kind of strong and not immediate vulnerabilities. And the Panthers offensive line is offensive. It's a vulnerability and they have not worked to, I mean, look, it's, does anybody want Savala in there? No. Like, I mean, it's like what, even what they've done to make this thing better hasn't worked. So 
Uh, tough day for Carolina Panther fans. I'm sure the Houston Texans fans are ecstatic. Oh, Bears um, fans are probably even more so. Uh, hey, a few more super chats. Let's hit them uh, up and then take us straight into the calls. White Chocolate says, I left the game at halftime. Thank God I did. <laughs> oh, did you see the at the end of the game? I mean, it was like there was probably three minutes left. Maybe it was a two-minute war. I mean, and I know the game's out of hand. But they pan to that stadium, dude. It was just seats. Yeah. I mean, I, I would have I would have left. Hey, too. Well, hardcore Panther fans, they knew what was about to happen. Kevin knew what was about to happen. Everybody knew what was happening, man. Once that snowball starts rolling downhill, uh, it don't get better. Uh, White Chocolate was another 199. Says, Sam could have done this shit. I want my money back. Damn, bro. Uh, missing Sam, our draft picks. And DJ Moore. Y'all ready yep. to jump into these here cat calls? Yeah. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. Number is 252-228-5098. Let's roll. So what are your thoughts on cat calling? Yeah, it's pretty sh- You shouldn't do that to somebody. And how did that make you feel? Uh, very uncomfortable. So how do you think cat calling makes the person feel? It feels good. Like and a three and a four and a lose that cat sitting in the back corner with his face buried in his nose. Man, what's up, dude? It's Nova Black. I'm watching this Colts game, and this deep into the damn season, okay? I'm first of all before I say anything else, I'm the most patient guy you know. I'm the most optimistic guy you guys know. I'm gonna be like, you know. It's the first season with the new head coach, first year in the system. You know, I'm the guy with all the, you know, formality excuses. But our whole line is trash, bro. These motherfuckers cannot pass block for shit. Like, I don't give a damn about nothing else. The system is fine besides the wide receivers being slow. Okay, it takes too long for them motherfuckers to be schemed open because none of them got the talent to just get open, okay? Besides Steven, but his ass is still open. Slow, okay? Besides that, though, our offensive line, I don't give a damn how good the system is, how good the scheme is, how you scheme that bitch up, how you dance it up, how you dress it up. Man, you can get Hopkins and... All the fancy receivers, you can be like Cleveland with all that motherfucking skill talent. If your ass can't pass block, they know you're going to run. And if they can stop that because we don't got enough ass on the line or in the backfield to run like that, where we can be a run-dominant team. So if you can't stop the run and everybody knows you can't pass block, we ain't winning shit. So we got to bulk up something. We got to do something. But right now, that offensive line is trash. That's the state of the union. That is the fucking problem with the Panthers. You can fix that shit. I guarantee you we'll look five, ten times better. Keep pounding. CK, I feel like you should take the first dibs at that call because there's two points in there that, I mean, you have been champion, even champion, championing. Since, yeah, I, uh, not in in the show, but in the pregame show. 
or before we got started. Right. No, I, I agree. I think that there's, as, as you asked a second ago, um, can Bryce be successful without having a perfect situation? And unfortunately, right now, the situation is as bad as it can be as a rookie quarterback. You have no wide receivers and no uh, no uh, run game. Uh, the run game is okay. It's getting a little the run better. game today was um, probably the most effective you have, it's been. You have no pass protection, right? So as None. a quarterback, you're even with like. Here's the thing they were talking about on the broadcast. Like when you can't even play action and it be successful because nobody has respects your wide receivers, rightfully so. Like it's abs. Like you know that it's a bad situation. So I agree. I think that right now we can pro- we're chalk this season up, right? I think you need to be more concerned about Bryce Young not performing after we get all the questions answered that we hope are going to be answered with the offseason with getting better talent and what have you. Um, don't expect it. I don't know that I can expect it to be that much of a change over one offseason, being that we just gave away what we gave away for him. Um, listen, I'm not even going to argue. We have a lot of free agent money, though. Right? And we're going to, you know, you, you're going to overpay but for players. We are. And that's the only way we'll get them here is if we overpay. But, you know, if um, I'm going to overpay for players, I'll overpay for linemen. That's that's another part of it. Is like, the, let's where just you go. Focus I'll just pay there. And I would rather, look, is that you don't have to have. I know these guys aren't winning like crazy. Sure. But it really doesn't matter if they're winning or not winning if the offensive line doesn't protect. Like, it just doesn't. You can't – not that you're saying this, but, like, you can't say, oh, they don't respect us because – so that's why – the offensive line is getting beat on four-man rushes. Like I mean, and they're just getting – it's just porous. It's just – you know, just – it doesn't matter – it doesn't like it's not even fixable, right? Because it's not one thing; it's everything. If there's one thing that I uh, that I think most Panthers fans after this loss today, the most painful thing is that we didn't trade away people. You know, I think that's more painful than the loss. Now, like the loss made that much more pain, that much more apparent that not trading people away was a negative impact at this point in time. Like we're. We were we didn't trade people away, presumably because you know, hey, there's hope. We saw we had a win. If we didn't win that game against the Texans, I think that it would have been a fire sale. Well, wasn't the trade deadline right before the Texans game, or was it right, right. after? No, no, it was after. Hey, uh, it, was after. it was this week. Hey, boys, I'll be right back. I'm going right. uh, say hello before. to the bat daddy. Okay, um, yeah, people asking where Greg's at. He's actually at CK's house right now. I mean, at Greg's Cody's house. house, Cody's house, wherever the hell he is, because uh, a lot of these guys went to the game today. You know what? Shout out to Mick, Nick Montero for offering me a ticket. He said he gave me the first dibs. He was thinking about wanting to hang out with me, you know, or us and, you know, family member, C3 family member. And I was really thinking about doing it. My wife went to a concert last night on Friday night, and I was like, you know, I've been working hard. I've been doing some extra jobs. And I was like, you know, I might go down there. This is a this is going to be a low-budget way to get to a Panthers game, free ticket, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, man, I don't want to take Monday off. It's a four o'clock game. I'm not going to be able to come back. Then I was like, how am I? I can't ever save money if I just, even when I get a little bit saved, that uh, I just go and spend it because I was doing good for two days. So I was like, thanks. Thank you, Nick. But, you know, good gosh. Imagine having to make that. I would have made the drive home tonight. I would have. I would have said, screw this, at, you know. If Kev yep. left at halftime, I would have been like, I'm going home. Um, 
There's a conversation going in in the chat. Somebody brought up the name that will not be ever named on the show again. Uh, but we call him Rat Mule, or um, what else did we call him? Fat Fuel, whatever. But you know who we're talking about. And they said I'd rather have Matt Mule and then uh, Rat Mule back. And then people in the chat were like, "Don't say that. We go like that." I want to ask this in the chat, and but it made me think about this. And we're going to go to the next call. You can think on this, CK. Yeah. Is this coaching? And <laughs> I don't know if it is, man. I think it might just be talent. I think I mean, there's got to be. A, how do you like? What are you going to do? What's going on with the offensive line? Is that just coaching? They're just getting blown up, dude. All right, Miles Sanders was a great running back last year, right? Our offensive line was, uh, you know, towards the end of the year, a top 15 offensive line in the league, right? Uh, our, our wide receiver core was never considered this bad. Now, granted, we had DJ Moore last year. Um, I think there's there's got to be a, a mixture. DJ Chark has never looked this bad in his entire career, right? So you have to be able to say that there is probably some correlation between it being a coaching and a talent thing. I'm fine with saying that talent has a has a part to play in this. I'm not prepared to say that that uh, that coaching is exonerated from this because, quite honestly, I think that there shouldn't be any team in the NFL that can't find a way to get wide receivers open. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, here, let's just take the next call. I got some thoughts a little bit on that. but And the reason, the other thing is the fire sale made me kind of wonder about, you know, when is the timing to make those decisions? Uh, the number's 252-228-5098. Hey, this is Raleigh Lee. I'm calling in. Uh, piss the hell off. This Why in the world can you take and hit the shit out of a rookie small quarterback? But Gardner Minshew does the same thing and basically... They they call it. I mean, that, does that not just piss you off? I mean, he slid intentionally to get the first down late. The dude barely even hit him, barely hit him with his arm. And they throw a flag. That is such shit. I mean, really, it is shit. I hope the Panthers pull this one out, keep pounding Oh no, Cody! Until, what's up? Later. I okay. wish I could go back in time. <laughs> Thirty-seven. I wish I could go back in time and not watch this game. Sorry, I forgot, Tony. I know I'm not supposed to call back twice, but anyways, that penalty on the the punt return—they didn't even. If you watch it, they didn't even throw the flag until the ball had been caught. What is up with that? This officiating, dude. These guys, this crew needs to be fired. Not only was the Xavier Woods, I'm sure if we go and look at, I don't know, I mean, we kind of probably need to tune into a Colts podcast to see what they thought about the officiating, see if they had any mistakes. I don't feel like I'm sitting here whining about the officiating losing the game for us. Right. What I'm whining about or pointing out is that these officials just felt in. Incom- they didn't even know the numbers of the players. 
Like he was like, uh, number 87. And then they were like, what's the number again? What's the number? Like they didn't know what they, they didn't even know. He called a penalty. He was like, Pat. one time they changed it like three times. Yeah. It went from, uh, the, it was one where there was a tripping play. You know, uh, and they went from it was like, oh, there's two fouls. Like, come on, man. Like, I, and I'm not mad that they're calling penalties. It just didn't even feel like they knew what they were doing. I think I think the problem is, is like if you bring that up. All people are going to talk about is that, you know, we've already had somebody say one bad call isn't, you know, the isn't our biggest problem here. The problem is not necessarily today. Right. The problem's going to be when we actually are on a game winning drive and we don't get that call. Right. Or we we get a call. Uh, and and it gives somebody else the game that didn't. It wasn't the difference maker in today's game. But damn, does it feel frustrating when they still continue to call these BS calls that really have no basis and, and should be at this point in time reviewable? Even though they tried that one time, I think that there should be absolute. I mean, and I think that's universally believed by most people is that these officiate like anytime you're going to call a penalty or a lack of a penalty, it should be something that can be reviewed or overturned by somebody upstairs. Like here's here's my issue with this. I think that we have enough technology now where people can see pretty quickly whether there was a penalty or there wasn't a penalty. Um, and the idea that you can't have that done quickly enough to be able to actually uh, overturn these things is is unbelievably damaging. I think to, I, 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 they they talk about bam bam. That's what there was. There was a bam bam play. I get why the back back officiating um, the the back judge thought that that was a a foul against Xavier Woods. But at one point, at some point, you've got to realize, like, if there Man, was you can not look a, up on the jumbotron and see it, there shouldn't be a scenario where this is where, where a, a call like the, a, a bad call is an impact to the actual outcome of the game. They right? should. The NFL here, should be invested in having the best product. And the best product is the fairest product, the product right. that gives the outcome that is. And you know what it is, CK is. That might interfere with one 30 second commercial break. Well, that's the thing. All that's of the- those, all of those accumulated throughout the game might take away one commercial right. from one game, which to them is losing revenue. It's Carl Van says, yeah. Carl Van says, worst teams get the worst officials. Well, we, man, I think that's pretty clear that, or I mean, I could see that being the truth. Crazy story here with Carl Van, CK. You ever seen these memes where they just like they pull up a meme and it's funny or this and that and you never or at least you ever think about who those people are in the meme? Well, Carl Van put up a meme on his page and it was um, actually, you know what? I'm going to play this call. I'm going to pull it up. I want to show you guys. Uh, Let's go to Chase and Anderson. This is an awesome story. It made my week. What's up, guys? It's Chase from Anderson. It's halftime. The game's already over. Um, remember in the off the off season and then training camp, how we was all sold that this was the best coaching staff ever assembled. I believed it. All star coaches. I think all of us as fans are, are victims of fraud. Absolutely victims of fraud. This coaching staff sucks. Frank Wright's a wet noodle. The offensive line sucks. The offensive scheme sucks. The wide receiver sucks. The quarterback sucks. Remember how we said uh, Jero or Ho 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 or whatever the fuck his name is, the defensive coordinator, how great he was. We only might only have him as a coach one or two years. 
Yeah, that's a fraud too, because this defense sucks. The defensive line sucks. The linebacker sucks. The secondary sucks. Everything about this team I sucks. I even feel that way today. And it sucks. The sucks. Uh, thanks, Chase from um, uh, Chase from Anderson. And you know what is? I I got to start. You know, it just makes for boring radio, though, to yeah. just be measured. You know, and to not get excited. But anytime anybody tells us someone's going to be great, it's probably safer to bet the other way. Right. Um, Deke, and that's why there are so many naysayers in the world is it's the odds are on your favor in the negative than they are in the positive. Uh, D Coleman 95. Thank you so much for the support. 499 super chat. Bryce is Alex Smith 2.0 number one pick drafted terrible team. If he does succeed, it will take years. It is what it is. Uh, I've I've called him a short Alex Smith before. It took uh, Alex Smith a long time to get into a place of success. Yeah. Um, and that's a difficult thing. Now, um, also, don't forget you can support the show by smashing the thumbs up button, uh, by subscribing. We're on iTunes, TuneIn, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. A lot of things come, you know, I mean, we'd love for you to hang out with us. We're here Tuesday night, 9 p.m. live. You can call into the show, 252-228-5098. We'll take your call now. And then also you can call in uh, before Tuesday, and we play calls on Tuesday. Another way that you can be a supporter of the show is to consider being a C3 super fan for just $1.99 a month, a very small donation. Um, you can continue to help the C3 Panthers podcast grow. And I tell you, in our, we completed our 10th year. We're in our 11th year as a podcast now. Um, it's, I mean, we're going to keep doing this regardless of anything, but man, our, our we understand Panther fans are being tested right now. Um, it's always darkest before the dawn, but I don't know if it's the darkest just yet. We'll see. Uh, this is what I want to show you. So Carl Van put this up on his uh, Facebook, CK. Um, funny, right? Uh, or at least this is what it is. How people look for how people over 40 look saying bro, <laughs> fam or cap. I went to college with this guy. He's one of my best friends in life. <laughs> the most re now that is not his hand right there. Right, right. They just photoshopped that in. I think that's Photoshop. That is not. That looks like maybe it is. I don't know. Uh, that is my boy, Kenny Hopkins. And I sent him this picture and I was like, dude, is this you? Like, I was like, what the, f you know, I mean, I knew it was him, but I just didn't know. I was didn't just like, yeah, yeah. It was he doesn't have an earring. He goes, I said, when he, he said it was magnetic. This is when he was in, we were in college. <laughs> but uh, I thought of this. This shit made my day, dude. I sent it to him. Uh, and it was just funny because you see these things on the internet. And they're just funny and blah, blah, blah. And uh, there are real people out there. There are real people out there. Uh, yeah, let's so go. there are. Let's go to the next call. And are you kidding me, bro? This is this is our quarterback of the future right now. Oh my god, this guy's fucking horrible. 
guys fucking horrible. Who's forward this week? Who who didn't do their job this week? Guys, Bryce. Sounds like Al. Come on, man. Stop with the fucking excuses. The man sucks, bro. Uh, how do we balance that conversation, CK? Um, the problem they... is there is no like everybody's drawn that line in the sand. There is no balancing it anymore, right? Like, well, how nobody... do we balance it right now for ourselves? Like, how do we balance? Do we just say this is that Bryce? This is how I'm going to try to do it. Is Bryce is not um, as advanced or you know, or as general whatever that we were generational yeah yeah as we thought or pro ready how about yeah. that he's not as uh, pro ready as as well it, you know let the hope was that he would be able to elevate a team to be successful in this league he's not been able to do that he hasn't proven himself to be able to do that um and so here we are right we're we're at a point where we are divided as a fan base um and I think it's fair to say that, right? I think I think the argument that I agree with most is we were not a team that was ready to compete like we thought we were. We were not the team that was ready to, like we shouldn't have been in the position to go up and get a quarterback at all. There was no justification for it based on what we've seen up to this point. I still um, don't think we should be this bad. Oh, I Even agree. with the players that are on this team. Well, the problem but is I, and that, and that lends to your coaching discussion. I think I think that's a big it needs to be a bigger focus on this. I'm not saying take blame off of Bryce Young. Again, I'm I'm gonna be the first to come out here and say it. I said last week that he won the game, and those who are just joining, I said it at the very beginning of the show. I think Bryce Young lost this game for us. I think there are contributing factors that uh helped him lose this game, but I am going to be fair and say that I think Bryce Young was the reason we lost. I said that a couple of weeks ago as well, when he had that fumble in the fourth quarter when we were trying to do a game winning drive. Um, and, and so I think it's fair to say those things. Um, but man, it's, it is next to impossible not to look at this coaching staff and say, where are you failing? Right. There shouldn't be any, like even Sam Donald's rookie year wasn't this bad. I don't know. I got to have to go. I don't know. It wasn't until today that I felt like Bryce had played exceptionally bad. And you know what? To be honest, I don't even know if I could say he played exceptionally bad today. He had some exceptionally bad plays. Right. As in this. But then there were other moments where it was like, gosh, who the hell can do well in this scenario? Um, And look, is that the deepest ball we've thrown was has been to Hayden Hurst. I think all season. I think that one play to Hayden Hurst at one moment today was um was the I mean that was probably the biggest play I know of Hayden Hurst's season and I think of almost any pass all season long. On top of that, see I I do think where Cody is on to something here is that we haven't seen some it's not what we've seen sometimes it's what we haven't seen. And we saw, I feel, I don't think he's being, it's not like he's lazy as in he doesn't know to throw it hard, you know, but that, that pick where he th- tried to get it over to Hayden Hurst, right? it kind of looks like it's like you're trying to finesse things more all the time. Isn't that exactly what big football? What, yeah. I mean, I could be, I could see where you, where that would be true, but I also think that, when you're one of the things that I will say that when you don't have the weapons getting open, 
um, as often as you would like. I think you're going to have to try to thread the needle. Unfortunately, today, the thread and the needle just wasn't it. And, you know, with that that second pick six, that was the uh, uh, look like a, a, he was trying to get it a check down uh, there that was overthrown. Um, like I said, pa- you know, pressure right in his face. Uh, and here's the uh, thing. Let's let's be fair about this, too. I'm not saying fair in, in Bryce Young's favor, but fair against Bryce Young. We don't know how much of this is his hype. You know, how much of this? I mean, it looks like some of this has got to do with it. When I say finesse, CK, though, a little kind of mean like this is like there are people and I think I might be kind of this person, too, in the world a little bit is like if we're going to play, say we got like we're sitting, we're in the office at work and we've just got no with nothing to do. And we got a waste basket around and we're going to start shooting track like balled up paper into it. And it starts out as you and I go in <laughs> one for one for one, you know, miss this. But then it feels like there's always going to be one dude in the room who's like, I'm not going to just try to get it in the wastebasket. I'm always right. going to try to bank it. I just got to do it a little bit cooler. It's like uh, when you're like, it's like if you're doing a layup, it's like we're going in practice and they're the ones that always go under the basket and spin it up back right. over instead of just doing a layup. <clears throat> And it, I don't know, this is a little flicking, these little flicks. And maybe it's like, gosh, you're in the NFL, dude. This shit don't work. This is big boy stuff. And he has little, his little. I mean, listen, in in that one, like, you know, again, pressure is in your face. Yeah. You know, they they were, they were talking. I I watched the QB school uh, guy on YouTube uh, a lot. And, you know, he, he does a pretty fair assessment. He, he does. Well, he talks about the bad stuff, but he talks about the good stuff, and he talks about you know he gives everybody a pretty fair criticism across the board. Um, and one of the plays that they highlighted, I think it was the uh, it might have been a Chuba pass on that fourth quarter drive for the the game winning drive, where he had to basically jump and get the ball where he wanted it to go. He had to do like a little jump pass, um, and that was like it was something that they were praising. It was really cool at that point in time, but. Now, when you're looking at that pressure in your face and you can't see where you're throwing the ball, and and I think both of those pick sixes are a, a result of him not being able to see very well, yeah. in my opinion. I think that he had to jump to try to get the, the pressure was in his face to try to get that check down. The other one was that pass on the right side. Um, it might have been another check down to, to yeah, somebody else. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, but he was like he was trying to throw it around a defender that was in his face. Um, like so, you're right. Like, he might not have even seen that dude there. Oh, I can guarantee you, he didn't see him. Um, so, I mean, I think there's fair criticism and questions to be able to ask about whether or not he was making poor decisions based on the fact he didn't see defenders or he couldn't see his receivers. All right. Let's roll through with the calls. The the people at the, the fans, the callers at the gates are storming the gates. Hey, what's up, Panther Nation? This is the real AP. I thought we were going to make a comeback. Just got another pick six. The call shortly thereafter. Um, I think he needs to be benched. Let let Dalton go. Let him watch and learn. That's all I got to say. Peace out. All right, keep going. Hey, hey, C3. Uh, I'm just really want to hear this. Uh, episode because I want to hear the people calling in with excuses for fucking Bryce Young when they 
when he obviously looks like a piece of fucking shit quarterback pick. Bro, if we don't fucking trade him for fucking, if we don't trade him, if we don't do him like fucking Josh Rosen, bro, we're going to be set back for another three or four fucking years, bro. This man's fucking trash, bro. He's not fucking good. He fucking looks horrible. This is bullshit, bro. I'm really mad now. This is bullshit, bro. That fucking sucks, bro. All right, tell us how you really feel. People and that's Bryce that, Young to be benched. And, dude, uh, we're we're eight games into or seven games really into his entire career as an NFL player. Like, pump the brakes a little bit. Like, saying he's effing garbage and all that. Like, that's just uh, you know, complete and utter garbage when you look at the entirety of the situation. Like, I, again, I respect everybody's opinion to have their 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 own say and what they think is right and what's wrong. But I mean, looking at this as a situation like. You cannot use this as a he's he's garbage because of the first you know when we're talking about the situation that's been dealt in this in this scenario here. I, listen, I, I can't get behind that type of rhetoric. I love why uh, why Big Jordan said can Kenny Hopkins separate from a quarter? Let's give him a chance. <laughs> Let's go to the next call. That's my guy I went to college with. Love him. Big hop. What's up? It's Christian from Arizona. I just have one question with a follow up question. Because I, I predicted we would regret taking Bryce. I didn't think it would it would be this short of a time, but I predicted within two years we would regret it. Ever liked this kid? Never thought he was special. You can't take a kid who just has some flashes in college who plays for a juggernaut with a top recruiting class every year, five foot ten, less than two hundred pounds, doesn't even throw at the combine. You can't take him and think that he's going to relate to an NFL QB. I don't care how fast he fucking processes. He can process like a goddamn fucking computer for all I give a shit. <laughs> if he doesn't have any elite physical traits to get the ball where it needs to go, it's not going to happen. So here's my question. When does everyone else realize it was a mistake? When do people start to realize that we regret it? And then we can start moving on. And then my follow-up question is, for all those ruthless fucking Bryce fans, will you ever realize it? Or will you just always make excuses? Uh, Keep the excuses. I like the call, particularly processing as fast as a computer. Yeah, um, There are people in the, t- the chat who are, are on this uh, from uh, KG73 who says uh bro he's bad we've been celebrating when he has a mediocre game uh bobby hicks says bryce is so ass tim estes says bryce young is that bad and then there are still people like carl well not still people that makes it sound like i don't believe they should be i mean this there are other people who say look is um this is uh the jury's not out and I think that lends to this question is when do you make that decision? And I, I hate to say this, this might sound like a cop out in some ways is that I don't know if you can make a decision unless you just give it three years. That, well, I mean, I, Justin I, I feel like still uh, you're leading his team. So you, you've got to essentially get Justin Fields is still leading his team. So I think you, got to give them the same uh well they've you know, had multiple coaching changes right they've had some different things too they didn't believe in them they didn't put them you know my point being is things. like i think there's sunk cost though uh, ck 
and the sunk costs. And I know that sometimes people say in investments, you shouldn't let sunk costs let you continue to, you know, throw money into something. Right. But I think this is you've invested in Bryce Young as a player, as in with those draft picks, with those, um, with moving up, with all of this stuff, you made the selection at number one. And I think it would probably be worse to cut bait too early than it would be to cut bait a hair late. And I don't think there's even a question about what hair late is, is I would say this is after two seasons, you should have a sense which direction it potentially is heading. Sure. And in season three, you make the determination. Right. And that might be halfway through season three. You know, that might be in week two of season three. But I think anything before two full years of play is premature. And even if you're right that he is bad, I think you have to, you made, you signed up for it. Yeah. You signed up for it and you have, you owe it to your own decision, your own self to invest in it. You know, imagine it's kind of similar to if like, imagine if you, you opened a business, you put a good amount of collateral up front and you realize that you maybe weren't as prepared to run that business or six, you know what I'm saying? There's some other things going on. Sure. But wouldn't the worst thing to be doing is like, I mean, you also have to remember why you did it believe in yourself and like, I mean, to just close the doors after day one of not making a profit seems like you are also just throwing the investment away. Well, I mean, that's, that's putting, you know, that's like basically saying a bandaid is going to fix it. Right. It's not the case. You put anybody in this situation, they're going to struggle. Now, are they going to struggle as much? It's hard to say, right. You can't, you can't, it's hard to predict what is going, what would have happened if one thing went another way. Right. Um, at the end of the day, you owe it to yourself to be able to put this team together in a way that's supposed to be, you know, a good team and see, you know, what, what you have in Bryce Young right now. Yeah, he's you made the pick. And I think, you know, he hasn't, he, he, he hasn't, and, and this is to everybody's credit, right? The people that are against Bryce Young, he hasn't been a difference maker, right? He uh, hasn't yeah. been the guy who is coming in here and elevating talent. Right? I close. do think that you need to have talent around him for him to be able to be successful. He's going to be completely unsuccessful if you put no talent around him. And on top of that, you don't have an offensive line to protect him. Right. That's just going to be the case. It's it, yeah. there's clearly at this point in time, we have a tremendous amount of evidence to show that this is not going to be a successful quarterback with not having people around him. Imagine uh the idea of having a pure pocket passer, which we've hoped for so many Panther fans have wanted for so long. But then to re- forget that a pure pocket passer needs a pocket and his ability to play the game is going to be off of having other player making, yeah. getting the ball to other players who are playmakers. So to not have a pocket and not have playmakers and believe that that person is going to succeed is kind of ridiculous. Then add in yeah. that he's an undersized rookie. Then add in that the team has got a new coaching staff and that they stink. 
This is why we fucking love Cam. This is why we loved Cam so much is because Cam could take chicken salad and he could take chicken salad and make a chicken salad sandwich. He could take chicken shit and make chicken salad. Cam was the playmaker. He was the playmaker. Mm. Shout out to Mr. Strats, $5. He says, uh, thank you for your support of the C3 Panthers podcast. He says, Bryce's confidence level is freshman high school level. He isn't motivating anyone. Truthfully, he isn't a dog. He's a puppy. Maybe one day he'll grow up. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, right now is uh, there could be, you know, it's hard to say otherwise, right? It's, right? it's hard to say, oh, he is a dog. Uh, I thought today his demeanor after the interceptions was good, though. I thought he didn't look defeated. And I did think I, after the first, I thought there was a moment where it was like, oh, shit, the defense went out and made a stand. We are 10 points behind, but we can fucking get this back. Like We can maybe start yeah. to get in this game. And every time you get that opportunity, the laundry comes out on the field and there's just penalty after penalty. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Mr. Elevation, for your $5 support. I'm starting to feel Bryce is not a playmaker at QB. He's a manager. CJ is a playmaker. And, man, when you go number one, you got – I mean, it's so much pressure that's, on that's these guys. The, it's the pressure, and and like you said, I'll I'll it, I'll concede the argument that that maybe we shouldn't have traded up. Like I like that that at this point in time looks like it is a, a bad decision to have made that that move to move up, right? I, I think it's easy to say that, and I don't think that there's any anybody who can argue that at this point in time. Um, I think if you move up for a number one and you give away what you gave away with Bryce Young, um. You're, you want a guy who's elevating. You want a guy who's coming in here and he's able to make these these players like Mingo who aren't able to to you know necessarily look like they're world beaters against with an average quarterback. You want him to come in here and make that dude look like he's an elite level receiver. And Bryce Young hasn't done that. Next call. Paul Gas Brothers, how y'all doing? Man, man, man. Damn it, we lost against the fucking Colts, man. Yo, Bryce threw three interceptions, man. I'm like, what the fuck, man? And these people, offensive line is fucking horrible, man. The old line did not hold up at all. This whole entire fucking game, man. I mean, it was fucking horrible, man. And half these damn people getting sacked, I never even fucking heard of before, man. Like the dude that caught the two pick sixes or whatever. I never heard of that dude, that linebacker. Bryce's last uh, interception. Never heard of this fucking dude, man. And the Colts, to me, are not a better team than the damn fucking Panthers. I don't give a fuck what the hell the commentators are saying. They're not. And we basically held Jonathan Taylor. I believe he scored on that screen pass or whatever. But besides that, the running game for the Colts wasn't all that damn good. And we got, like, one sack the whole entire game. What the fuck is up with our damn defense? Like I told you, our damn defensive coordinator, Evro, whatever, I call him Double E. I do not like this 3-4 fucking defense. I'm a 4-3 fan, my damn self, man. But, well, it's going to be a quick week, fellas. It's off to Chicago come Thursday, and we're going to see what's up. I think we can beat fucking Chicago. I really do. But we we shot ourselves in the foot with too many fucking false starts and doing all this daggone shit. I just do not fucking get it. 
I don't. Give me your thoughts on that, y'all. Keep pounding. What do you say to this, CK? What do you say um, to Kyle L? God damn, I hate this channel. Take the phone calls. I don't even know what to say to this, motherfucker. I mean, um, yeah, I don't know. Thanks for watching, dick. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't know what, like, you know, go. Paul Cash Brothers, how y'all doing? Man. I don't even know what to say. Some stupid ass. Hey, guys. I was just letting you know. I was watching the game here. And uh, two pick sixes by Bryce Young, plus the other interception. Um, it's it's. <sighs> when is it time to, like, bench Bryce and put in Andy Dalton? Guys, let me know your thoughts. Thank you. I can't even see. Keep pounding. We're getting pounded. Have a yeah. good evening. What's I'll be happy benefit? to answer this. Is there a real benefit to that? Though? Yes, I mean, there is. You think and so? I'll tell you what it is. Number one, you'll be able to see an honest review on whether it's Bryce or whether it's not. Some of the other talent. Right. You're going to be able to see if it's Bryce or if it's not. If it is Bryce, if Andy Dalton's able to come in and he's able to to make this team look like somewhat confident, then you have your answer at that point in time. But secondly, is if it's not, if it's still the same issues with uh, with Andy Dalton, well, at least you're protecting Bryce from getting injured, right? Because like, this year is no reason yeah, for Yeah, I mean, that's like play. the only worst thing that could happen right now right. is that he deteriorates and, and gets injured. And right. that, unless that helps you make your decision. I mean, and that's the thing is at this point in time, I, I don't really see a downside to benching Bryce outside of the, the optics of it, right? Um, if you bench Bryce, you best believe that uh, that Scott Fitter is fired. Like, there's just no two ways about it. Um, I think if you bench Bryce Young um, and we continue to be a bad team, obviously, um, I don't think Frank Reich gets another year, right? I mean, this this team has looked god-awful. And I don't think that coach, like at least a good coach can make a bad team look competent because you can scheme up things and make these receivers. I mean, even just like when you look at the play calling, it was vanilla at best. Like you sit there and watch Houston, they're doing like reverses and you've got a, a, a quarterback designed lateral. That was like, it was, it was creative and it was fun and it made you excited to see what they were able to do. Again, Bryce Young, uh, or uh, CJ Stroud did a great thing today. Like, you know, with what he did with them putting the ball in his hands, allowing him to throw the ball deep. That was what happened today. Um, and, uh, and so I think that if you were to, ben I mean, I don't think there's a downside to benching Bryce. Um, even if it does mean that the hands, you know, it'll be the, the end of Frank Reich's senior year as a head coach at this point in time, it hasn't been, um, anything that's going to cause Panther fans to feel remorse. You know, the one thing I don't want us to do is to fire Frank Reich or Scott Fitter midway through the season. I feel yeah. like you just make these motherfuckers. Oh, for sure. Soak in it. I mean, I, I don't know about the Scott Fitter part. I almost. Wonder, yeah, we don't know what time. Yeah, we've debated that. But yeah, you know, I, and that's such a hard one to figure out, because like if you if if you do have the intention of firing Frank Reich at the end of the year, if they continue this route. It'd be a good idea for your GM that you're going to want to hire that that head coach or help you hire that head coach to kind of get a head start on looking at the candidates. Yeah, true that. You know? True that. Good point. What's going on, y'all? C three coach Kurt. Oh my god, bro. 
I I didn't even watch the game. I just like kept up with it on the live version on ESPN, uh, like the watch one on ESPN. But yeah. um, I saw that Bryce Young. I saw that he threw one interception, and then I was watching the drive when they were driving down, and we were rallying to come back. And after Hayden Hurst had a huge catch and run, and then uh, same guy picked off. Uh, Bryce Young took it back to the house. That man had two pick sixes. So that one, like one corner had, um, technically speaking, two catches, like a hundred plus yards and two touchdowns. A corner. <laughs> like one, one corner had basically outplayed both. The entire receiving corner for the Panthers. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh man. That's bad. <laughs> At what point do you take him out? Though I feel like after two pick sixes, you have to do have a quarterback rotation, and then he throws a third pick to basically, you know, nail in the coffin. I feel like obviously the second pick six is probably the nail in the coffin, but I mean it is what it is. Uh, there was some optimism in this game, though. Like you have you have to have some optimism watching him rally like that. Uh, obviously, the turnovers don't look nice or anything. But there were some, you know, plays that he made on the ground. Trevor Hubbard looked nice. Miles Sanders was looking good today. Hayden Hurst had that catch. I mean, it's obviously hard to be optimistic when uh, you see three three interceptions and two pick six. You know, it's like, I don't know. Our defense was looking good. I mean, if you guys really think about it, they only put up – I forgot what the final score was because – I didn't, like I said, I wasn't paying attention that much. But think about it, 14 points off two pick sixes and obviously two extra points. You minus 14 points, what, we're right there. Like, I don't know what the exact score was, but let me look real quick. Let's see. Carl, this is such a I think it was 27-13. You take those two pick sixes away, we're tied up. Um, our defense played great, that being said. Um, but, I mean, obviously, 13 to 13 looks nice when uh, you take those away. I think there's just two just major mistakes. I didn't see the first one. I don't know if it was a wide receiver fault. But, I mean, I saw the second one. I watched a replay of it, and it was a really bad throw by Bryce. And then the second one was under. Anthony, I'm playing the calls in order. I already got people telling me that they hate the fucking show. I got Carl Van. <laughs> I got Carl Van. Look, I'm going to sit up. I think part of the problem is I was trying to lay back and be kind of cool today and not be all pissed off or whatever. But now I am. I got people telling me the show sucks. Get to the calls. I got Carl Van making this joke right here. If Carolina wide receiver was a dinosaur, what would it be called? A drop a lot of pass. Oh my god, oh my god. LMAO. So oh my god, LOL. Lots of oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god, you're so funny, Anthony. I'm playing the clothes. I love you guys, all of you. Even Kyle. Can't wait to skip. Gentlemen, <laughs> tell me, I haven't watched the game at all. I watched the game last week or the week before that because I've been playing golf on my Sunday afternoon. Oh, I don't blame I you. The Panthers. I, I don't blame you at all. I have given up on them. So tell me, as you guys watch the game, Tell me, what is something encouraging 
that gives you optimism mm-hmm. for the long term? And what is one thing that is discouraging that makes you think this dumpster fire is going to be raging for years to come? Keep up the good work, and hopefully I can go back to watching the Panthers soon, but let's face it, they suck. They're no fun to watch anymore. I'm giving up on them. Hopefully things uh, thanks for the call. You know what? We'll probably have to talk about that for the next eight months. Yeah. Is where do you find optimism? Uh, there is none right now. Um, and it's going to be difficult is that, you know, the que- you know, <laughs> the question is, when do you, when have we touched the bottom of the pool? Um, mm. and I don't know. We thought we had with Matt rule, but you know, right now very well, could be completely into a new coaching search at the end of the season. I don't know, CK, if I'm completely out on Frank Reich, because to me, it, yes, is like a, a competent coach. I think the uh, lack of discipline, I mean, I don't know where this is of how undisciplined this team is with all of these penalties and how just all the penalties are driving me nuts, dude, is yeah. because here's the, here's the thing is we know that this team Oh, and I'm sorry, Kyle, for talking on the podcast. Um, we know this team isn't good enough to like you're not better than your competition most of the time. Right. You're just not. I mean, man to man, talent to talent, everything, tool for tool, your car is not as fast as their car. And we saw that from the beginning of the season when the Carolina Panthers weren't favored in a single game. Right. I mean, and I don't think they're favored in a single game going forward, probably at this point. So you can't when you are you can't win a fight when you're not when you're like that, when you're the slower car and make mistakes. You just can't. And that and we saw that today in so many levels. But I think the pick sixes are the most extreme level of those mistakes is that you already have trouble winning games when you hold the team to 13 points, right? How are you ever going to be able to win again? We're not built to win that way. We're just not built. And to be honest, I don't know if, and maybe if you get some really explosive playmakers, this will be different. You know, um, I don't know, but every moment where we have seen Bryce Young be the best Bryce Young are on these really long drives. And that's cool, man. I'm like, oh, eight for nine, five for six, but, but, duh, you know what I'm saying? Right. But like they take the entire quarter. And if you're going to win in the league like that, you're only going to be able to score like 27 points at most in any given game. So we just don't have the luxury of being able to play from behind and make mistakes. And that's all we're doing this season. Uh, next call. Hey, guys, this is C3 Coach Curry again. Finish for all the same. Um, but yeah, I mean, our defense played relatively great, shutting down, um, you know, a juggernaut, uh, like, dual-headed dragon running back they, uh, system they had back there with Zach Moss and Jonathan Taylor. Um, that offense really wasn't getting anything going. Obviously, them losing Josh Downs was big for us. Uh, you know, unfortunately, I don't like anybody getting hurt, but, I mean, that does help us. Um, Michael Pittman's stat line is a bit padded they had like little like i think two yard passes to him so like he had like eight catches or something like that but only for like 
60 something yards, you know, so don't take Michael Pittman having, you know, eight for eight or whatever it was, um, like as if he had a bad, uh, as if he had a good game. Uh, our defense really locked their offense down. That being said, it's just, you know, this is a turnover game, you know, like whoever gets the most turnovers and actually capitalizes, capitalizes off of them wins games. Um, our defense played great, but our defense played better. And unfortunately, we didn't have anybody to run down the guy when he was going for uh, two tighties on the yeah, on yeah. six. All right, know, thanks, so. Coach Kurt. We've had uh, just because we've got to keep going through with the calls. Let's go to D from Sanford. What's going on, C three family? D Sanford, North Carolina. Shout out to Tony, Greg CK, my man Cody, the whole C three family, the Muscle Marinara, Panther Pickle. G baby Alio. Uh this is the most undisciplined Panthers team I've ever seen. I agree with that. This has been so I know we're a bad football team, but this was unacceptable. The false starts, the holding, the pass. But yeah, there was some calls that was questionable, but we were just highly undisciplined. Just just highly. Um, Bryce had some poor decision making today. The turnovers killed us. I did. We did see a slight her sighting that I really felt good about, and Chart caught some passes. And I even thought that our defense was on um, solid. And I was happy to see Bryce run a little bit more, or willing to, and seeing Sullivan make himself available. I did see Bryce get slightly rattled, and I thought, considering all the circumstances, Chuba ran hard. I feel like Blackshear should be our primary returner on punts and kickoff returns. He seems to be the spark in the energy. We can't play from behind, people. We're not good enough to play from behind. And obviously right now we're not good enough to get ahead early. We'll be looking forward to next week to see what we can do. Could care less about Frank's press conference. Could care less to hear what Bryce got to say, really, at this point. Uh, for all the Bryce fans, they got really happy. Last week, you got to let those Stroud fans talk today because y'all gave it to them last week. So mm-hmm. you don't have to eat it this week because this was an anemic performance from our quarterback. Our O-line, once again, was invisible. I really thought that our defense really came to play. But when you're not getting off the field, the offense gets off the field quickly. And you don't get off the field, and you're not getting off the field on third down because you're tired. It's just a recipe. We gave up 20 points in the second quarter. If you take those two pick sixes away, we're in that game. It was a winnable game. I don't give up on my team. I was more disappointed that everybody in the South but the Saints lost. I thought we could have had a chance just to inch up a little bit further. That's what, yeah, that upset me too. This is this is the hand that's dealt to us, people, and this is what we got to run with. Keep pounding. I love every single one of y'all. Let's try to get them next week. I love my team. Disappointed. Need to sleep it off. Keep pounding. Uh, what hurt me on this one, fellas? Keep pounding, dude. What really hurt me on this one, guys, is that um, I felt like, or I was hoping, not felt, I was hoping after last week that kind of the funk of not being able to win could have been shrugged off a little bit. You know, it's just like, man, we finally got, we got to win. And 
now we're in the part of the schedule where you could maybe imagine getting two wins or three wins in a row. Just that alone, what it could have done for morale, you know, before you get to the Cowboys and just get demolished with a bunch of Cowboy fans in the stands. I thought that I was hoping that it was going to be something that let people breathe a little easier. You've heard about the players in Las Vegas talking about how now they don't feel like they have to walk on eggshells. It just felt like the, you know, when you've been in a rut, when you haven't hit a baseball in a while, you know, you get in the batter's box, you finally get a hit. And it's almost like, you got like, Oh, I'm just out of it a little. I was hoping for that. Um, and then sadly, you know what really let me know it wasn't going to happen was yesterday. I pulled up the the Frank Conf- the Frank Wright conference, and he said, "Exceptional week of practice. Exceptional week of practice." I was like, "Oh shit!" It's a jinx. Jinx. It's um, a jinx. Let's go to um, the next call. Hey, before we yeah. go on, Greg, uh, wishes everybody uh, a happy Sunday night. A big old middle finger up in the air, and then I told you so. <laughs> <laughs> he said there were people at the stadium uh, booing Bryce, uh, a lot, a lot of Bryce Young haters in the stands, as well as uh, in the chat room, I guess. All right, uh, next call. Damn. What's up, C three? It's Anthony from Charlotte. Hope y'all boys are having a good Sunday, even though we can't win a game. Um, I just, I'm going to make this call very, very precise and clear. Um, I'm going to read off something that I sent to the chat. Um, I just can't believe we were sold. This team was a court, ready for a rookie quarterback. Everyone is talking about this quarterback, that quarterback, when in reality we should have been questioning why we were okay with trading up. We should have kept our picks because we could have been bad, this bad with Sam Donald. They fucked up the rebuild again by not trading trading Brian Burns. As a Bryce Young fan, Bryce Young will be here for three years, and then he will be done. He wasn't the pick for our team, and that's on the front office. Everyone is trying to say, I told you so about this team, and that is is wasting your fucking time. I don't get paid. Personally, I don't get paid to make decisions, so I make feel-free opinions. Scott Bitter and David Tepper are the fucking problem. This team is 1-7 with no first-round pick. They didn't even elect to trade Burns either. Same old Panthers. Nobody will ever thrive here. It's time to start stop letting this affect our own lives. I have better things to look forward to. So all this, I was right about this, right about that shit, doesn't do anything for anyone. Because if you were so smart about what your opinion was, then you should be in our front office. So stop acting like people on Twitter in, in general, stop acting like you fucking know everything. And this, oh, I told you so, bullshit. No. All these podcasts are miserable. Not you guys, but a lot of them. Fuck the whole, oh, this person has ammo thing, ammo now. No, fuck your ammo. Fuck Panther fans, fuck the owner, fuck everything. I've been a fan since 2008. I'll always cheer for the team, but I have no optimism anymore, and I, that won't change until further notice. I have no reason to be excited about this team because every time it feels like we can get excited about something, it doesn't go our way. Bryce Young played fucking awful today. Awful. And of course, I just ordered his jersey. I'm thinking about potentially refunding that shit. Because I'm not, I'm just so fed up with this fucking team, man. I'm so fed up with it. Like, I, I'm so fed up with it. But at the same time, it's like, I know who they, this, who, this is who the Panthers are. It doesn't affect me emotionally. It just, it's me mad that I 
on to over 100 Panthers games with my father. And this is the product that we're getting on the field for the last five seasons. It's like, man, just take me back to the glory days. It's just, it, it's, it's so, it's so annoying, man. I'm so frustrated. I just don't want to hear any of this bullshit. If any of you Panther fans were as smart as you think you were, you would be in the front office. So get the fuck out of here with that. This is pissing me off. I'm not a general manager. I'm a fan. For 15 years. I know a little bit of football. I feel your pain, Anthony. And I, I, I empathize with it. The one thing I will say, though, is that I think too often we give people that are in positions power credit that they know what the fuck they're doing. So, Anthony, I get what you're saying because it's easy to be an armchair quarterback. It's easy to be a Monday morning gotcha. Look, last week was gotcha Monday morning. How about this? Is you want to, should we turn, should we go back to every gotcha Monday morning from last week? and go get them tomorrow morning? No. What I would say is, Anthony, is that maybe those people that are making decisions aren't as smart as we think they are sometimes. Um, Let's go. I mean, here. I could have coached this team to this record, probably. I mean, yeah, you you probably could have. It's just funny. I could have assembled this team that that does it. I got to keep it real, though. It is funny. Because Anthony, whenever, listen, for example, after last week, bro, Anthony was feeling good about Bryce, man. He was, he was, you know, asking people, where you at? Where you at? But uh, now he's all, now he's all hurt. Now I'm not a GM. No, I, dude, hey, man, look, we all go through it, man. I want the Panthers to be good. I don't want to be right about Bryce. I want to be watching the Panthers. Win ass every Sunday, and and none of us get to do that, man. Yeah, I I prefer C.J. Stroud. A lot of people f- prefer C.J. Stroud. It makes tonight even harder when you look at what Stroud has been able to do and what he did tonight. And it's like, you know, if you're a diehard Panther fan, you're gonna be a Panther fan to the good times and the bad. If Bryce is the best quarterback in the world, or if he's the biggest bust in the world, I'm not going nowhere. So we get the right to be able to speak honestly and truthfully about what we feel about this team. And I have a lot of concerns about Bryce Young's future. I think a lot of you who watch that game have a lot of questions and concerns about Bryce Young's future. And it doesn't make you a bad Panther fan to have legitimate concerns and questions about your quarterback and his future. Uh, It's, you know, we're in this together, man. And we have to be honest about the product that's being put on field. And we got to make notes, Anthony, help us in making our notes for next year. I've got some notes, personal notes that are going forward. But like when they say they sold us, they sold us. We listened to them without question. Maybe. I don't know if that is, is that they're going to say shit that makes them look good. You know, it, and you know what? I'm not going to change my mind. I'm not going to revisionist history. I wanted us to trade. Once we traded up, I said, fuck yeah. Yes. I don't care. Getting a quarterback is enough of is, is sacrificing a pick from next year, basically. And then you could say a second from this, you know, like, fuck that. We're not only... I don't got a problem with the trade up still. 
it just makes the wager that much more expensive though. That's it. Um, and fuck, fuck them, man. You know, it's like, they're going to say all that shit. I could get up there and say all that shit. Oh man. Uh, you know, I thought what we did. Uh, and honestly, I felt like this, here's where there weren't just selling us a fake good of bills or we all believe that this team would just be better with a quarterback. Yeah. That's it. I mean, I didn't know necessarily think we we're going to be awesome or something. We had this barn burning talent, but it turns out that every free agent that we signed this year was a miss. It's it turned out like a lot of things that it just has gone bad. Let's take the next call. Hey, hey, hey. You know who the fuck this is. Booyaka, booyaka, booyaka. That's right. It's the motherfucking fat daddy walking away from the Panthers game right now after I watched this shit show from Bryce Young with 178 yards and three interceptions. So I want to hear everybody talk trash about how much better Bryce Young is than C.J. Stroud. When C.J. Stroud threw for 470 yards and five touchdowns today, kiss my ass. Listen, y'all, I've been saying this the whole time, and everybody went back like Bryce Young having one better game than C.J. Stroud meant he was the better quarterback. And if you want to say, well, last three games he's been playing better. Mostly he's been he's the better quarterback in the last three games. Well, guess what? Over the last one game, C.J. Stroud has thrown for five times almost what Bryce Young did today without the interceptions. So suck on that. Uh, look, is this is what happens when it gets personal. Yeah, you know, yeah. is uh, and this and is exactly that, well, why I warned about it. But, like, but this is exactly it. Cody said, <laughs> Cody told these people, Cody told these people months ago, uh-huh. is keep be careful how you hard you're coming at Greg because he's gonna be insufferable. Yeah, and you gave him all the ammunition that he needed to everyone who felt Bryce Young could do no wrong. Hey, look, I wanted to be optimistic. He wasn't my number one quarterback, but I bought his fucking jersey, did I not? I sure did. I'm I'm wearing the jersey in our intro, am I not? I want the pan. I want this offense to be good, but man, it's hard to look at the difference between these number one and number two quarterbacks and feel like we made the right pick. It's hard to do that. I'm sorry if that makes me a bad fan, but it's hard to do that. Uh, thank you, Mr. Elevation. Uh, multiple donations tonight. He said, every team knows once you get us down by 14 plus points, we can't score enough to win. We can't score. That's why we aren't favored in any game. And right now it feels like 10 points is a mountain. You know, the ECU Pirates hosted a ranked team yesterday in Tulane. The ECU Pirates have arguably the worst offense in college football. I mean, it is fucking atrocious. The defense is actually strangely good and being wasted for a team that just can't move the ball at all. Um, And yesterday, somehow the Pirates got out to a 10-0 lead. And you're like, holy shit, this is the only way this team could ever play competitively in a game is to be ahead. And that is how the Panthers kind of are. And not because the Panthers offense isn't as bad as ECU's offense. I'm telling you that. 
but it's just like you're not uh, built to, you're not built for that. comebacks you're not built for any type of comeback at all and man, oh. i guess i mean maybe a one you know what you're built for a one score comeback where you have seven minute a seven minute drive to be able to do it um yep. next goal you miss people we got to get through these calls they've been we've been taking bullets Oh shit. Uh C three Anthony says that's not true because Grant cares more uh about a point than the team. I I don't know. Greg's allowed to talk his shit tonight. <laughs> Montero says, uh, Tony, you better play my call. Love you guys. And our favorite Paisan says a lot of over emotional fans tonight. Give your fucking balls a tug. Yeah, you know what? It'd be more fun and satisfying than watching the Panthers play. Oh, for sure. I can vouch for that. <laughs> uh, next call. Hey, this is Dave from Sanford, North Carolina. I'm sorry. Got to have a second call here. As I was sitting there breaking off off the game to y'all, I thought about that last year when Scott Federer had that presser talking about we weren't drafting, that we didn't need to draft a quarterback until we had all the tools and the requisite things around for him to be successful. And he thought that coming out of last year was the right time to do it, and that's why we made the moves. Well, obviously that was not true. And this time, it's time to call it. It's time to call it. I mean, Peter has got to go. I mean, out of the bevy of decisions that he's made, the bevy of them, and only maybe one, maybe two have panned out. It, we, it's been a countless discussion that we've had on this podcast. But when I'm sitting here and you evaluated this talent to feel that we were in a position to bet the farm for the quarterback, and I don't care if it was C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young, because I still feel we wouldn't have had that much more success with C.J. Stroud with this line, the undisciplined play. This is an indictment. That one statement in that presser when he's is the whole indictment that you need or why he's not fit to be the general manager of the Carolina Panthers. To get all the other decisions he's made, to get the people he let walk out the door, to get other people that he traded, to get all of that. The whole idea of him saying that we had the team, that we were ready to plug in that young franchise quarterback was wrong. And that's all I got to say. I'm not going to hold up too much more of your time. But, yo, C3 family, I love y'all. We love you, D. Keep proud. Uh, you know, no David Tepper asking for a new stadium after this season. Mm-mm. You better chamber that one, huh? No. Uh, no. Let's go to the next call. All right, listen here. Okay, Uncle Nick's got a lot to fucking say. He drove 800 miles down here doesn't have nearly enough weed to deal with the fucking bullshit that he saw on the field today. And now I got to deal with Tony. No, I'm just kidding. I love you, Tony. <laughs> How you guys doing? I know you sit there and you let us bitch on the couch. But how are you guys doing? Ugh. And Tony, I haven't talked to you in a minute, but I'm sure you're pissed. And you're disappointed. And isn't that the worst? be disappointed in what you saw like bro that shit sucked three interceptions and listen i get it the last one was in garbage time like whatever or last maybe the last two i i did it kind of all blended together but like 
I had low expectations, but that was bullshit. Yeah. Okay. There's just nothing else to say about it. Our defense did what they were supposed to do. And the fact that Brian Burns was still out there when the game was fucking lost at that point, and I know five minutes left, that sort of shit. There's still a chance. But not with how we were fucking playing. Brian Burns shouldn't have been fucking out there. And I don't know what the fuck it was. You guys know better. You guys were watching the game. You guys know how it is when you're at the game. Okay, but, like, that's not good. And then I have another bone to pick with somebody. And listen, I also haven't tuned in the last couple of weeks, so if he's been on there or something's been said, I apologize. I am going to get caught up. But Mike Weston. Bro, we made a $1,000 bet, and you said that the Panthers would get 12 wins this season. Okay, bro, we are long past that happening. I sent you an email. You and me need to talk. <sighs> Who did you say? Michael Wesson? That's what it sounded like. This fucking sucked to watch, guys. I don't know. Really sucked like to be there for. Especially after fucking the last game I was at was the Lions game last year. <clears throat> Damn, Nick, making me sad. I love the team, but fuck, I'm disappointed. I hear you, Keep man. Keep boys. CK, where do we even go from here? Like, what's the hope? <sighs> what, what, what's, what is there even to look forward to? Like, I, uh, you know, again, I and I kind of alluded to this earlier. It feels like, um. You know, uh, even next year, what are the chances that one free agency and one offseason is even going to help us to be able to turn this around? I don't, I, I honestly, you can't even look at what we've done and say that there's something that'll point to us being competitive in the near future. Um, that's where I say I, I'll concede the argument that trading up for Bryce Young wasn't the right choice. Right. You you do that when you do have a team. And I think that we all I mean, to be fair, I think we all believe we had the team like to sit there and say that we didn't is an absolute fallacy. Anybody who claims that we thought that this team was going to be this bad, not a single person would have, you know, believe that all the pieces. They're probably going to be people who are like, I believe Bryce Young was going to be this bad. But you cannot honestly look at what we've seen here and say this offensive line was going to be this bad, that our wide receiving core was going to be this bad. I think most of us looked at what we did in the offseason yeah. and saw, so said, all right, we are ready for a quarterback. We have an offensive yeah. line that's figured out, you know, at least apparently, you know, based on how last year went. <laughs> we have a we have a, a, a wide receiver core that now is going to include a couple of other pieces. You know, outside of DJ, we've, I, we, we sat here and said we felt like our receiving core was better without DJ, with, with us having gotten the trade with DJ Moore because we added Thielen and Shark. And it hasn't been. It's been quite the opposite, which is, you know, to say that we weren't ready is something that nobody in their right mind when we were going into the draft believed. And most people would have been like, oh, yeah, we're good. We're good. Yeah, let's go ahead and trade up for the, the quarterback. We were so tired of recycling quarterbacks just to end up in this position. There might have been yeah. a few people that were like, let's run it back with Sam Darnold. I do remember that being a well, conversation point. But Yeah, and this was my thing. And if everybody wants to point and make fun now because Matt Corral is not on any NFL team, that's fine. You can do that. But 
when I was always of the mindset of, dude, bring back whatever, uh, you know, sign Andy Dalton to the contract like you did, let Matt Corral play ball, and then see what you have between those two, and then at least you still have Christian McCaffrey and DJ Moore, and if if it doesn't work out, fine. You're talking about a quarterback draft that right now, in my opinion, has three game-changing quarterbacks in the form of Drake May, Caleb Williams, and yes, Michael Penix Jr. Ryan, Caleb Williams. No, I, my, uh, why are for, people calling uh, him overweight rated right now? I haven't been watching. So I just everybody, I, if, if you watch his performances, he still makes some of the craziest fucking throws. He's a great prospect. But the point being, if you would have exercised one more year worth of patience, we would have been in the best possible position to revamp our franchise in whatever way we wanted with our pick of quarterback because we, we could have been picking number one. Insights 2020, my dude. True. All right, uh, let's go to the next call. Hey, T3. Yeah, um, this is Adam Saylor. <clears throat> yeah, we fucked up, bro. We should uh, have traded Brian Burns, and that way we can draft a fucking quarterback this year in the fucking draft because this motherfucker is not it, but he's fucking trash. If you don't fucking say this guy's trash, dude, you don't fucking watch football, dude. This guy's fucking suck, dude. He's fucking horrible, bro. How the fuck you throw two? This motherfucker throwing two picks on goddamn screen practice. This is an identical call the one he had earlier. Out of here. The fucking Tucker fucked this shit up. Fucking right city likes quarterback the same way. He didn't get his fucking quarterback. The same Come way. on, man. This is bullshit, bro. Like, I'm fucking... This is bullshit, bro. Fuck him, dude. Fuck Tucker. All right, thanks, Alan. Let's go to the next call. Hey, hey, C3. It's been a while since I called, man. Man, I'm going to tell you, it's just... This is a combination of every goddamn thing going on with this team, man. I mean, I'm not hating the Bryce pick. It sucks seeing CJ having the game he had today. With the five touchdowns, man, we come up with an emotional victory, man. But the the Bryce pick, man, they should have. We weren't ready to have that dude, man. We don't have a line. We don't have the receiving core that can get separation. We drafted a guy that we weren't ready to have. And now he's struggling. I mean, Mingo is not who I thought he was going to be, man. This team, this team, all the work. Somebody got to get fired. Maybe Mm -hmm. fire, fire fitter. I think they may be hard to bring in the year. I don't know. I don't know what to do from this point. Hopefully, you can win Thursday, get a little momentum. But, man, this team needs some work. It's line. It can probably need to get me to move inside, man. Uh, I don't think he's a true left tackle. Uh, I hope. I wish Brady Christian never got hurt. Maybe that's the reason why this line, we had him. Uh, hopefully, Bryce can bounce back Thursday. Short week. Yeah, I'm about to buy me a Bryce jersey tomorrow, but I'm going to hold off on that purchase. Maybe he can turn shit around. But That's right. Thanks we, for Thursday me. night game. Thursday Everybody night Everybody feeling game. bad about them jersey purchases right about now. <laughs> uh, let's go to the next call. What's up, C3? Okay, this is a quick part two to what I was saying. But, yeah, you guys get the sentiment of what I'm going through right now. It's just crazy. Like, people on Twitter act like I was the one that is making these decisions. But trust me, I'm happy. I'm not. I've gotten stuff wrong. I've gotten stuff right. But I'm not perfect. Welcome to my world, Anthony. Who you guys should be mad at if you think 
One, Bryce Young was – first off, no one talks about this. This offensive line sucks. The receivers are bad. And, yes, Bryce That's Young played all we've awful. talked about. But here's the thing. You need to be blaming Scott Bitter and David fucking Tepper because Scott Bitter said with the free agent signings we have right now in the roster at the moment, this, te- this team is set up to drop a rookie quarterback right in. And clearly it isn't fucking ready for that. The general manager needs to be fired. He is the culprit to this whole situation. Even if you don't think Frank Reich's a major problem as well, he's going to get canned as well. And it's simply for this matter. You are one in seven through eight games. One in seven. You are going to finish the season at best two and 15. That is the best you are going to do. That is going to get them fired. They've fucked up the rebuild once again. The problem with the Panthers is because they did not want to tank naturally for a rookie quarterback. What I was one of the right, one of the things that I've gotten right about this team was I wanted to tank last year and everyone said, no, you're a bad fan. We want to win. You can't ask to lose, blah, blah, blah. Do you realize that tanking is how you start a proper rebuild? You get the franchise quarterback with the pieces you already have on the roster. The difference is fans are upset because we traded all this for Bryce Young. We're expecting him to be great. The only problem is we gave away all the weapons that were supposed to be in place for a rookie quarterback. All that falls on Scott Bitter and David fucking Tepper. Now, David Tepper isn't, isn't going anywhere. But Scott Fitter will be fired as general manager, and Frank Reich will be fired as head coach. Because even if this is his first season and he lets Scott Fitter make the moves, this is what we need to do for the organization. All right. Thanks, Anthony. Um, You know, I know that people are discussing, and Carl's saying it's not hindsight, this and that. Um, I do think this is actually – I – strangely was okay with us running it back with sammy d i was too honestly but like, i mean I'm, i i wasn't upset i think we were excited when we got the draft when we moved up but i i i'm right there with you tony i was 100 percent. i was like you know sam darnold actually looked good there the back part of the year um and if he's bad as everybody believes he's going to be he is then it's just better for us next year i but, yeah and here is the going back to the revisionist part or whatever is that um I wasn't, I was okay with that until when people and people are like, Oh, well, you want to do that? Like that was before we traded up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Is that that was kind of the natural way of trying to build to the team because I didn't think at number nine or wherever we were at, I think it was nine, we were going to get one of those top three quarterbacks. So then I thought this is that at number nine, you're going to start to add to this team. And then you're going to find yourself in a way to uh, maybe naturally find that quarterback in the future. I was excited about the trade up and I still don't think it was a terrible move to trade up. I think this is it's risky when you do it. Yeah. Um, But I was ready to take the risk and I still am okay with the risk because and you could say, oh, it was because we were so quarterback thirsty, this and that. But yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Is I'm ready to do this. Is that just because Bryce isn't playing well at the moment, I'm still ready 
to commit resources and assets to this draft pick and say this is just because it's working now doesn't mean that we quit on it. And I don't like this idea about every year. Oh, next year is the greatest class in the fucking world. We say that every year. Yeah, but it actually is true. And Uh, we say that that people said that about this class, dude. Truly, people said this is you had three. You had two quarterbacks in CJ Stroud and Bryce Young that are eligibly top picks. And then you had one in Anthony Richardson. Is there ice in that? Thank you. Um, In Anthony Richardson that has the upside. So every year we're going to go through that. We have every year. No, we're going to say that, dude. I mean, we didn't know. You weren't sitting here saying two years from now, this is the greatest class ever. We could say that JJ, we could say that that Michigan quarterback that's coming out next year or two years from now is going to be that class is going to be. That's to me. I just like the idea of stepping into the batter's box and taking a fucking swing. And right now, we look like we have swung and missed at the moment. But that swing and miss isn't only because of Bryce. That swing and miss is because of a lot of other things as well as Bryce. So, no, I'm not going to. I like, I thought this is we committed to a court. Now, the key is this is that. If you pivot too quick, you can do more damage than just just invest. You have to invest. Now, you made the pick. You got to invest. You said this, Cody, with a player like Bryce. Now you know that you're going to need an offensive line. So you know what we're going to have to do is invest in this offensive line. We're going to have to invest in the team. The problem that has amplified this and that's why I'm not going to let you just get away with this saying, oh, this question is really this no, coaching. Really the is. coaching and, and staff you're, you're, has you're, turned out to be fa- this. No one, not a single motherfucker. I don't care if you were Bryce Young of a CJ Stroud fan. I don't care if you didn't like Frank Reich as the number one coach. You wanted Eric Bieniemy or whoever the fuck you wanted. No one thought that this team would be as bad as it is. And no one believed that this coaching staff would let a team be this bad. We are surprisingly bad. 100%. But I also don't want to let you get away with, oh, they say it about every year and therefore it's true. When you look at the mixture of physical talent plus stats and production plus the level of competition, there is a night and day difference, in my opinion, between this year's class and last year's Why class. weren't you saying that last year then? I, Why weren't I, you saying I, that I, nine months ago? And, and I literally didn't want to trade up. You knew that. No, I didn't you didn't say you up. didn't want to trade up. You said yeah, this is we never thought we never thought that trading up was even in the cards. No one ever Perfect. thought when Why? we because got the news, when we got the news that the Panthers moved up to one. Every single person was floored. No one thought that the Panthers had a fucking shot of moving to one. Everybody thought, if anything, that the Texans and the Bears could swap pick. No one or we were talking about trading into the top six. We were trading into top three. No one wanted to give up three first round picks to move up from nine to go to one. 
Nobody wanted to give up that much because that's no one bullshit. Felt, no one felt like those. That's you're being a revisionist. Were, no, I'm, no, I'm not. You are. Bryce Young, 5'10", 200 pounds. Anthony Richardson was up and down throughout college, and no one trusted Ohio State quarterbacks. So, yeah, at that time, it would have been a much more prudent decision to wait one more year. Now, I wasn't upset. Would you have been? Moving. All right. Hold how on. about this? I wasn't upset with them moving up. But you have to make the right pick if you're going to move up to number one or else you set your franchise. Of back course. Fucking too well, far. Well, you have to make the right pick at number million. one regardless or you set your franchise back. Right. But like, are you trying to tell me? I I don't, man, Cody, don't, I don't like that, no, this it, tiptoeing bullshit. It, it, so you're it, saying that if you think that there's that many question marks, if you had number one uh, with the number one pick naturally, would you have gone, you know what? I don't know if any of these guys, they have too many question marks. No, let's pick a defensive pick. tackle. Picking at number one is different than trading from nine to number one. If you're trading from nine to number one, you're assuming that there is a generational type of talent waiting for you at number one. Uh, apparently there was one and we picked the wrong one. But if you're naturally picking at number one, yeah, you draft your quarterback. Those are two different issues, man. All right. Next call. I'll say it. I've never said it. I punched the wall and cracked a knuckle. I ripped a jersey by the neck and threw it in the garbage. Bryce Young is a complete bust. That guy will never be good. I don't give a shit what offensive line we have. It's not – It's I, I just don't care. The guy's garbage. We were promised this and we were told this, and he was okay in college, yada, yada. He is a bust. Jimmy Clausen made me mad. But Bryce Young made me matter, if that makes sense. That's At least cool. we got something from Clausen being shit. We are screwed for a long time. I'm not on the bus train. I spent all the money on the jersey. I'm going to go set it on fire here in just a little bit. Done. I'm done. I'm not going to waste my Sunday watching this. And I've watched them since the beginning. Done. Done. I think if it's Tepper, they all need to go. Clean house. Fuck them. Fuck them all. Uh, shout out to Patty Grimes. Tepper gave uh, too much for Young. And Kristen Ledane, a wonderful commenter in our in our chat every time. She's got some killer comments. I remember even just saying the other day, she started off the show with a killer comment just two weeks ago. She said, pushed and hyped. And what we have to remember over Cody Lashney draft guru boo boo doo boo right. is that mm-hmm. that season is always the season of over fucking hyping. And so, you know what? We're about to get a new set of quarterbacks that they overhype to. They're going to be all of these mugs and it'll be like generational tech. Caleb Williams crying on the sideline and he making $2 million a year. He's crying tears. Fuck these hey, I'm a, bitches. I'm a Drake May. Dude, Drake May. Was born in Charlotte. I'm sick of that shit too. Oh, we should love Plays motherfuckers because the they're University from North Carolina. Of North Carolina, six foot four, cannon for an arm. We could have picked them number one, man. 
Well, we could have also picked CJ Stroud number two naturally yeah. if we wouldn't have been with yeah. you guys going, oh, let's fucking try to win the division. We're telling you, you know, that was the plan because we were going to trade with Chicago after they <clears> traded <throat> down one spot. So in my mind, that says the original plan was to move up to draft CJ Stroud. But after they moved up to number one, that's when things changed. Um, This team... This team, you know, and I think it's the state of the franchise more so than this team that is just, it's, it's demoralizing to fans. You know, somebody said, why why you punch a wall, basically? Why? Because there's a fresh, well, first, I'm glad that somebody gets that angry. I am, I'm in a point as a Panther fan, this is terrible to admit, like I don't get angry. Like, and I'm just like, I'm, you know what? I'm surprised when the shit works. That's what I am is like, I, every, at every fucking end of the game, I start doing the math and I'm like, oh, wow, we got to stop. Maybe we can score a touchdown and get back in this penalty. Nope. Like, this is our life. We are now what Jets fans have had to deal with. We are what the Bills fans were before this Josh Allen run. We are what the Browns fans are technically still, even though I know they won today. They're frauds too. We're in fucking hell, dude. And really, I I don't know if I can, uh, if I'm going to feel comfortable in another place. I feel like this, I'm going to have imposter syndrome when we get success. I'm going to be like, what? What's this shit? What's this stuff called winning? Don't know nothing about it. You know what I think is more concerning is... I don't think we have the fan base to survive like Cleveland I've been has. Saying this, I've been. We don't have enough generational fans. We don't have enough Anthony's. Yeah, and you know have that enough. have gone to fifteen games with his grandfather. You know what I'm saying? Or gone to every game. Yeah. With his, that right there breeds into a commitment. It's a genetic line. Like you can't all of a sudden say, "Oh, I don't like the Panthers." Your grandfather be like, well, "Who the fuck? Get the fuck out of my house." You know what I'm saying? Like, is that I was driving around. I was driving some people, did a little Uber driving yesterday on game day because a good thing in on a college town game day. And super nice people came and there were two lane grad, you know what I'm saying, or whatever. And he was like, can I get a roll wave? I was like, hell no. Like, I mean, I don't even care if you tip me. Like, I ain't going to say roll wave for you. He said, how about just a roll? I was like, no. And I won't be I mean, like I was Josh it back, but like, no, I ain't gonna fuck with that. I can't fuck with that. We don't, I don't know if we got enough in us. We, we didn't even have two consecutive winning. We've never had two consecutive winning seasons. How much can it take before Charlotte becomes a, a soccer town? I, mean, honestly, is. I don't, I don't think we're what that do you mean far before away. It, becomes, it already is. I see the jerseys everywhere here, man. Hmm. All right, next call. Hey, guys. This is uh, Andrew. I'm a Panthers fan up here in Wisconsin. What up, Andrew? Uh, I've been listening to you guys for a little bit. Uh, I usually tune in when I can. I like like listening to y'all. Um, Thank you. Appreciate I'm it. driving trips and stuff. I normally don't call in. It's my first time ever. Thank you. Appreciate it. I just had to call in because, man, I, I am miserable. 
I know. I, I just have no hope for the future. This game was a disaster. That's what we're here for. It's not only this game, but it's been this season. The past few years have just been awful. This calls right on time. I, I just don't have any hope for the future. I really don't think Bryce Young is him. And watching C.J. Stroud go off today just really – it really sucked to see. I mean, good for him, but that really probably should have been our guy. <sighs> Cannot stand David Tepper. I feel like he's the reason why we're going through all this. He has his fingerprints on freaking everything, man. And it's always wrong. I just don't know if we'll get anywhere with Tepper as our owner. I, if I were the owner of the Panthers right now, I'm telling you, I know the trade deadline has passed. We can't do this, but I would be trading everything we have. Well, you have to get the number season. one overall pick next year, take a different quarterback, and start tanking the right way. I mean, two years from now, we'll probably also be the worst team. But man, I, I just have no hope. I mean, I don't know if y'all guys feel the same. It's starting to get to the point where I just don't even want to tune in to watch these games anymore. I'm losing my love with the game of football. I hope y'all boys are doing well. Take care of yourselves. Unbelievably timed call there. Yeah, perfect on time. Thank you, A, for uh, listening to us, being a uh, you know, you know, kind of a community a community member. We're with you. Appreciate you, Andrew. You're just with us. You're one of us. We all feel that way. I don't like to overly talk about this stuff too much on the air, but um, I've, I'm ultimately just every day trying to live a little bit better of a life myself. And for the first time in like whatever many years, I, I quit drinking for Lent one year. So I went 40 days without drinking one time, but this was like seven or eight years. You know I mean? It's been a long time. I haven't drank in 15 days today. No, right, yeah, dude. and that's kind of tough for me. I'm a, I'm a, I'm from uptown. I'm, a, I'm a drinker. Um, today was a bold step for me. Oh. Is that I went to a place like a bar and watched the one o'clock games with some friends, and I was like, man, because this is the time. Like, I mean, if I just have one today or two tonight or whatever, I'll be drinking tomorrow. I'll be drinking on the Tuesday show. So I went club soda. You know, lot. You know, just like just chilling, drinking water. And this lady who she, I know her, and her husband is on a ninety-day quit drinking challenge or whatever. And she comes over because right, I had told her I hadn't, you know, I wasn't drinking. She goes, "It's not fun, is it?" She's like, "You're not having fun, are you?" And I'm sitting there like this, and I really wasn't trying to get into it. But it wasn't because I wasn't drinking. I was watching the Panthers game. <laughs> I mean, that was one TV. I was sitting here just like, and you know, I mean, I wasn't yelling, I wasn't screaming. But she thought it was because I wasn't having a good time because I wasn't drinking. I wanted to say, look at this fucking TV right here. How the hell am I supposed to be? You know what? Yeah. I thought coming to a bar and watching football was the real test. If I would go without, if I would take a nip, uh, a secret little nip. The real test is watching the Panthers football games, trying to withstand drinking on that one. Makes you want to start drinking again. Man, no, man. Yeah, man. I mean, but, I mean, I'm not going to – I don't think I'll ever be in a place where I won't watch it. 
And I don't think a lot of these fans are either. Like, I don't yeah. think Andrew is going to just it's not real, tune in. But, but I, we but say every, those things out of pure and honest frustration. Well, and what do we even do to combat the utter dejection that Panther fans feel right now, man? I mean, we've done every possible fix. We've gotten new coaches. We've gone to a new defense. We've got, you know, new wide receivers. Then we moved up and drafted a new quarterback. And I'll be damned if the results don't get worse and worse and worse. So it's like, you know, Andrew, this this season's a failure. Yeah, you're not the only call of someone who says, man, I'm at the risk of just not even giving a damn about the Carolina Panthers anymore. And it's really weird when you think you've hit rock bottom. And you're like, nah, fuck that. We got some more for you. <laughs> you know, is uh, this, I really had just a, a, I had an insane confidence, guys, that it just couldn't get worse than it was with Matt Rule. Like, hey, so what if Bryce Young isn't the fucking great? So, you know what? So what if Bryce Young is what he is right now, honestly? So what? We got this coach. Yeah, I was like, oh, it can't be worse than last year. Can't be worse. No, this shit has been horrendous. Matt Rule is over there laughing at us now. That's fucked up. That's so <laughs> That's fucked up. This world is not supposed to work like that. <laughs> hmm. Let's go to the next call. Yeah, Tony, I don't know what Tony's talking about. Um three seasons, but uh, we might as well just go ahead and get rid of this dude now. The Cardinals cut Rosen after one season, and two seasons later, like two years into uh, Murray's career, he's in the playoffs. Cut this shit out now. Nope. Don't Can't get do a fucking metastasized. Come on, man. This is He's a fucking he's trash, dude. He's trash. Let's fucking say he's trash. He's fucking stuck. Well, Al... Uh, All right, can we... Like I, I listen, Al. Al, I, I respect your opinion, but like we gotta, we gotta move on from this constant. Like it's it, this is. I get the idea that Josh Rosen, Josh Rosen wasn't nearly the situation we're dealing with with Bryce Young. Like right Why now, not? we're Why not? Because that where was, team went two and fourteen? Right. Did we they are on the trajectory? Did they trade? The did same. they? Did they trade up for Rosen number one? I want to say, I can't remember if they did. Rosen was uh, angry because he wasn't picked as high as people thought he was going to go. His was oh, like they a didn't pick him one three. overall? No, no, no. Oh, not three even or five or so. Was that the Darnold year? Was that the, it went. Yes. Josh Baker, Rosen. Darnold, then Rosen. Okay. So that makes sense. But you are a two. Okay, so not comparing it to that, but is the the real question at the heart of what Al? So I don't think is I don't think it's okay to just dismiss that perspective. I think the real question, CK, is at what point is it when you realize that something? Imagine it's like, do you stay in this domestic violence relationship and hope that someone's going to change, or do you leave? When I don't think it's time to make that choice right now. I think, and much like a coach, I generally think it's after year two before you could really start having those, having that question. Like you have to go through that. But is there, at what point do you have to go? Is it next season? 
when is that point ck where you go bryce is was just wrong i mean if you're if you see the uh the 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 team improve and bryce young isn't then i think that's that's when you know um the problem is is like moving on from him now doesn't like the idea of trading him who's going to trade for for bryce young right now like based on what we've seen who's going to trade for him I, like and who even if you do get somebody imagine to trade getting for him, a fifth round pick for him right there's there's just no scenario on the planet where we're you going to be able him. to do that like you you're just not him. going to be able to do that like I know you believe that there's an idea, there's a, a avenue to go, but Josh Rosen was already considered. Like I know a lot of people will say like he was such a great, like he was very very shaky at best, right? Um, at least Bryce Young has shown some flashes. Josh Rosen has been absolutely like was absolutely garbage from the shot, right? I know it's easy to look at today and say, oh well, Bryce Young is too. Bryce Young was getting better, and you want to talk about the fact that it was getting better over the past two three games. Like the first three games versus his last three games prior to this game, like it was night and day. Cody, you want to talk about it? it? Wasn't it's incremental increases? It wasn't. It was a huge difference. Like his average yards per game was like 130 in the first three games, and it was up to 250 the the, the last three games. It's not incremental. It was it was a pretty significant. I would change. call it incre- I would call it well, maybe is I would say it was steps forward, but it wasn't like. We didn't have the blowout game. We still haven't had the blowout. And I don't need the blowout game. I, I thought really don't today, think we're for it. I thought that if, if, how about this is CK, if the last three weeks were steps forward, we went three steps forward and two steps back today. Right. Well, you if know, you trade Bryce, you're doing the same thing. Oh, I don't think that. I think this, and I'm with Carl, is at some point you got to stick with people. Yeah. You got to invest in it. And I think you, the worst thing you could do is set yourself back further right right and by look is i do think how about this is who's going to go first who should go first in my mind coaching staff and gm or quarterback and i think it's coaching staff i would be more comfortable with that change first let them come in have a year with bryce and then see where we're at and if they don't like that direction to move on you almost got to handle it like the jets did with sam darnold in a certain degree is they let them play for what three years, and then they drafted uh, Zach Wilson. They didn't say right away they were almost going to let Sam Darnold play, but then they found some trade opportunity. Right? Is I don't know how you can move on from Bryce after this year with no first round pick, sure, and move in a positive direction. I think if anything, you could say. I mean, I think there's risk in you actually were very compelling in your argument for why there was no risk in actually sitting him earlier. I was like, oh, man, because I'm I'm the opposite. I think you just let him play out and you learn how to, you know, I almost feel like benching him would be a note that he that you made a mistake, like it would just fan the wrong narrative. So I'm going to say go out there and struggle, struggle, just, you know, if we suck, but in your mind, say we believe in you. Um, I just don't see how you can move on from Bryce Young in a positive direction next season. I, I don't think you can do it for the next. I mean, you might have an argument if it just continues next year, but right. even if he plays mediocre next year, I don't think that you have any ability to honestly. Because what, could on. you make this co- sort of a comparison to Tua? Yeah, I mean, they could have prematurely moved on from everybody wanted to get rid of Tua 
a year and a half ago. Yeah, you're gonna and nobody's to saying that shit Bryce now for a while. You're gonna you're gonna have to build around Bryce. You have no choice if you choose to move on from him anytime within the next season or two. You are the laughing stock of yeah. the NFL for trading as much as we did to go up and get your guy, only to move on from him. That's you know, I mean, we already look like the laughing stock of the NFL. Like, can we move on from Frank Wright, Cody? Um, we can, but listen, man, everybody this whole season, everybody picks and chooses who they give their excuses to, right? So for a long time. Oh, well, Bryce isn't the problem. He has a terrible line, terrible weapons. Well, Tony, think how many opportunities a man gets in his lifetime to become the head coach of an NFL team. Probably not too many, right? Like those opportunities, they, they come when they come. Well, Frank Wright got an opportunity to be a head coach in the NFL again. And there's only 32 of those coaching positions in the NFL. We all knew, or realistically should have known, that it was going to take more time for us to get the most out of this roster and to build on this roster than one year. So if we're going to give this type of leeway to Bryce, who it's his first year, well, then by de facto, why do well, we he's been a coach give before, the same dude. thing to, 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 to Because Frank? he's been a coach before. He's got a, a staff of people that have had experience. And you know what I've tried to do? I tried to come in today, and I haven't barely voiced it as um, vocally as I intended to do. CK, I mentioned this to you earlier. Is like when we take this call, think about it. What do you think about the when we should move on from these guys? I have a kind of unpopular opinion, or at least I think it will be unpopular. I almost feel like we should keep this staff one more year and move on from Scott Fitter, bring in a GM, Give him time to overview Frank Reich's performance next season. I almost I'm feel like that. this is like just 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 changing things to change things make and and I'm not saying that Frank Reich's going to be the answer either, right? Is like the the move on from Frank Reich would is probably looks inevitable at this moment at some yeah. point, but is it the timing of these moves is important too? And I don't know. Is there any? Is there any benefit in rolling with Bryce Young, Frank Reich, Thomas Brown, like this, the continuity a little bit, bringing in a new GM now and at the right time and kind of just seeing, wouldn't you get a better sense of what you were working with then instead of us bringing a new staff, Bryce having new stuff, and you're like, oh, God, it's just the first year with the coach. Just that way, what do you expect? Yeah, uh, right. buh, buh, buh. And, then, and then you're putting everybody behind the, the curve <clears throat> one more year. I, I mm -hmm. as, much, as much as nobody wants to hear it, I would exercise caution with the coaching staff. I understand that. Uh, and, and Bryce, and, 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 I think both of those. I think you're in it. Well, I think you just also, handcuffed these mugs oh, oh, together. Yeah, no, Bryce goes without saying. But by the way, everybody was really excited when Thomas Brown was announced to be the new play caller, and I was the one telling everybody, "Hey, man, you have to pump the brakes. It's not that they're all of a sudden going to magically produce another wide receiver that can separate or I think a the play better, or, been better or, though, or a better pass." Not that fucking much better. We barely no, put up no, touchdowns. No, I agree. I think I think this is you're right. Is but I think also that showed us that the play calling wasn't entirely the problem before. 
is the problem was, look, we were in these games. The problem is a lot of times is these players are not playing well. Yeah, but I mean the fact is, is this we went, we were running the ball, run. We couldn't get it th- third and one. You know what I'm saying? Like you just can't make simple football plays. How is a coach gonna overcome? I mean, like, yes, is could better coaching have better results? Certainly. And were there problems with Frank Reich's play calling? Was it the most exceptional? But you should be able to execute a slant pass. You should be able to drop back on third and seven and have a chance. You should, you know what I'm saying? Like what play caller can fucking overcome complete and utter disaster and failure at every place. I don't know. I don't know. I just think it's just like we, it's if is these games early on were a coin flip and then the momentum got going in the wrong direction. And now I just don't know if you're going to be able, and then the injuries happen and that, you know, it's like, and then the momentum, right. I don't know if we've like reached the terminal velocity that you can't return from. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's almost like on the next, we should really just be planning on how do you improve next season in a way that is a meaningful way and not one that just leads you to the same types of questions you have now. Let me ask you all this. Um, if we continue to lose out like this, which let's be real, I feel like we'd probably pick ourselves to lose this Thursday night, right? It's yeah. a short term. No, against the Lions. Back. No, against Bears. I mean the Bears. No, I don't Justin feel automatically coming back. Uh, I, I, I think they're this. almost worse my, with Justin Fields. My my question is: Is there a possibility that Fidler is fired before the end of this season? Yes. yes, and I think he needs to be fired. At some point, I don't know what the right. I think CK man brought such a smart co- point up earlier in the this show, not today, but in weeks past, is that that timing is so hard. Um, but you know what? I think this is one more loss. What the fuck is it going to hurt? Fire him and just be know this is we're on the lookout for a GM. All you candidates who are in second spot right now with all these other teams that want to fucking audition, you got the next six months of the season or five months or whatever it is, and you know that we're going to be hiring one of y'all mugs. So we're going to be watching all of you, and we're going to be listening to all the chatter. It's got to go, man. I don't think just firing James Campen's enough. Yeah, I, that's that's a it's just this is just a whole it's a whole weird situation. I don't know what to think of this offensive line and how it's gone such such a Shit. different direction. Like it's there's only one solution to, or there's only one thing that could answer for that, and it's got to be something around coaching. Like you can't you can't just put that all in talent. You can't say that because Brady Christensen isn't there that the entire offensive line just all of a sudden looks like a completely different unit this year. But but why is it now? This is now the second offensive line coach in a row that the Panthers have had who was supposedly highly talented, really good. well-respected. Everybody loves him. Everybody rants and raves about him. And then now we're all begging that this dude be fired because our technique on the offensive line is such utter dog shit. Dude, I literally saw... Uh, what's his name? Mike Whale, former uh, Panther player. It was like it, it seems like nobody's ever taught 
thinking to play left tackle before that. No one ever taught him to play the proper positioning. I'm like, dude, what in the fuck are you talking about, man? He's been playing left tackle for how long at NC State? And now he's going into his second year uh, at left tackle? Dude, it's it's ridiculous, man. Like, James Campen is either a good coach or he's always been trash. It didn't all of a sudden change. Or, and if he is a bad coach now, what's making Fair. him turn into such a bad coach? Fair all right, let's. Uh, we got two more calls. I thought we had we were done, but they snuck in somehow. Hey, C three family, this is D from Sanford. What up, D? I'm kind of disappointed with the division that we we have going on. We got Greg losing his stuff, leaving the stadium. He just couldn't wait to shoot that low. We got guys that normally call in that don't call. We got people arguing in the chat. We got cats with Tony aggravated. People, <laughs> we know what we got. We know who we are. We might not be happy with who we are. We might not be happy with what we got right now. But y'all made a decision a long time ago to be Panther fans. And I would think it would be win or lose or draw. And I know y'all tired of a losing product. We all tired of a losing product. But I carry this team like I carry family. And you're going to have family members that's going to disappoint you. Oh, yeah. You still love them anyway. And I still love my team. And, yeah, we in disarray as an organization. Yeah, we're in disarray with our players. Yeah, we're in disarray as a fan base right now. But that's natural. That's natural with a bad loss. But we all rallied to this podcast because of one thing in common, our love of the Carolina Panthers. Now, we can agree to disagree, but they're starting to become personal attacks and everything else, and that's not what this community was built off of. That's all right? right? I understand. It hurts right now, and it sucks right now. But we've been 1-15 and 15 and worse, and then made it to a daggum Super Bowl. You understand what I'm saying? Who knows if Bryce is the quarterback? Who knows if Reich is the coach? Who knows? But I'm not going to stop standing on this hill. And as long as Bryce is the quarterback, he's my quarterback. I respect every single one of y'all. And if I sound aggravated, it's just for the simple fact, the one, the results we got today. But then, two, I really didn't expect, and this is just me being naive, but I didn't think we would turn on each other this bad. We still mm-hmm. got a chance to turn around. We might not make it to the playoffs, but we can play good football. We can play good football. They got to believe they can play good football. And I'm pretty sure that there's Panthers that chime in, that look at, that I'm listening to this podcast from time to time. And I know they get paid millions and they shouldn't care what we think. But doggone, these people are human. We have got to stand by our team, regardless how frustrated or aggravated we are. This is my last call. But like I said, we're going to keep pounding. If we don't win another game, I'm still a pound, and I'm going to keep pounding. That's it. I love y'all. D from Sound. Let's go get them bells Thursday night. I'm a firm believer, like D said, man, like he was talking about, uh, all the worst times that you go through as a fan, it only makes the good times feel even better. Yeah. So if by any chance there is some far-flung future in a distant galaxy far, far away where the Panthers become a good team, let alone a perennial contender, 
we can think back to these times and be like, oh, yeah, I remember the Matt Rule years. I remember the earliest years of David Tepper. I remember before Bryce Young and the offense figured out how to move the ball more than five yards. I remember all that. It makes these, it makes it all worth it in the future, man. D always brings a great call that uh, kind of hits you emotionally. It seems like every week that Dude, was his that one this man. week. I think the one of the reasons that the frustration has gotten to a <clears throat> fever pitch or explosive type level is D we all are in our hearts like that. And we know, look, for you know, I think a lot of us weren't going, uh, we're going to go make the playoffs now. I thought that last week's win was something that you could build on. And it's naively, maybe. I thought this week, I said this is my wife has not been my wife has not been watching the Carolina Panthers for a minute. So this is the five years of losing. She knows what time they play. She'll peek at it. She makes fun of them though, dude. She's like, "Your pa- the Panthers stink." You know what I mean? I'm like, "Gosh, don't say it that bad. Don't say it that mean." I'll be telling you know, like stuff like this. Um, she doesn't know the Luke Keek, the names is the play. You know, the, the because who does really at this point? We don't really have those names. But I think she asked, or somebody. Yeah, I think it was her that asked. Do you have a shot in this game before we started? And I was like, yes and no. You know, it's like, yes, no, in that the Panthers have been stinky all season long. So for me to say that you should believe that they're going to go out there and win, that would be me just being hopeful. But yes, in that this is one of those games that, the Panthers could legitimately contend in. And if things go right, win. And I thought, man, last week's win, not the prettiest in some means, but you got it. Imagine we could have got like, I was thinking now he's saying, go on to the bears and get excited. You know, let's go beat the bears. Imagine just the temperature of, Pan- of Panther nation had you won today. And then you could eke out, say you eked out a win against the Bears, and then say you lost the rest of the season. Today was just demoralizing because right when you think you see a ray of hope, you just got, we got crushed. You know, I thought last week our ray of hope was Bryce leading the game-winning drive, kind of getting the turnover bug out of his system, the team being coached a little bit more competently. And guess what? Today, all those things, all the things that we thought we were moving in the wrong direction looked like a mirage. And that just hurts. I think if that's where we're like starting to eat our, devour our own children type thing is because we don't even know. It's almost like this is we don't know where we're getting punched. Have you guys ever heard of snipe hunting? And it's just this mean trick that old people take you on to leave you in the woods or whatever. And uh, because snipes don't actually exist. (laughs) 
And I remember this guy that like uh, my friend was that like we like his daughter, like we were and you know, he didn't like any of us kid boys because we we're all <laughs> hollering at his daughter. And he offered to take me snipe hunting. And I was like, what? The show? I didn't know what the fuck I was. Doing. I was telling my friend about this. He said, man, one time these guys took me out snipe hunting. All of a sudden I got old men were throwing rocks at me. From out of anywhere, like, and I, and I feel like this is we're just getting hit with rocks from different directions. We don't know where they're coming from. They're coming from different directions every time, and we're just lashing out. Here, let's go to the next call. What's going on? This is Nisi, about 1983 TV. Whenever you come in here, oh. <laughs> make sure you like, subscribe to the guy doing great content. <laughs> they go live goddamn uh, Tuesday night got the free for all on goddamn Friday night and I don't know what happened to the game simulation you know no you've got done game simulation because Bryce Young can't throw a fucking deep ball you know even Madden knows he must can't throw a deep ball but anyway we fucked up Mortgage our future for this little motherfucker. <sighs> now we ain't got no first round pick next year. So we fucked, man. You know, the best thing we can goddamn do is trade for goddamn Trey Lance for goddamn Justin Fields or something. You know, but, uh, yeah, Frank White was a little fucking lost out there. We should have never hired Frank White. Like I said, he was just a little recycled white haired coach, you know, in my opinion. Man, man, this is just terrible, man. Terrible. I don't feel it's getting no better no time soon, you know. And then Temper got his, you know, got his hand in all this bullshit. I mean, I don't know what to say, man. I don't know what to say. They make it so bad. CJ Stroud came out here and went, don't be called. So, uh, anyway, whenever you come in here, make sure you got that hit the like button. Make sure you subscribe to this great goddamn content. See three the longest goddamn running Panthers podcast the last ten years. You know what I'm saying? But man, Bryce Young sucks. He's a fucking draft bust in my opinion. I'm tired of all these fucking excuses from all you dumbass to losing the last fucking fans talking about the receivers, the fucking offensive line. This motherfucker threw two pit sixes today. That wasn't the offensive line. That was fucking Bryce Young. But stop with that bullshit. I'm tired of these fucking excuses, man. But everybody have a great day. Everybody have a great week. See Dog 1983 TV out. Pass the duchy to the left-hand side. Pass the duchy to the left-hand side. Ooh-wee. Put it in the air. Nah. Um, look, um, uh, thank you. He's our brand ambassador. Way, I, uh... I lost uh, the opportunity to win $200 today because Adam Thielen couldn't hit on my prize picks. Oh, you want to hear some? Damn it. Damn it. Oh, shit. They gave it to me. They adjusted the yardage. Thank you. Stupid Baker Mayfield screwed me today uh, in a couple. I won $2 today on a $5 entry. Lost a couple. But I was right on all the other ones. I got uh, Taysom Hill at more than. Got to play that flex, homie. I know, man. Well, I did. I did uh, two power plays and I did one flex. Yeah. All right. um, 
Look, the calls were good tonight. Those are all the calls we got. Um, on Tuesday, we're going to be, I guess at this point now, I mean, not only are we going to be getting ready for a short week as the bears come up, um, on Thursday night, we'll have a late post game show on Thursday night. And, um, you know, on Tuesday, I think we're going to continue a lot of these conversations that we had with maybe a little, um, with just a little sleep in the, the rear view to maybe, balance out some of our perspectives. We'll get to go back and look at some different things, but I really think that the moving conversation forward is going to need to um, look is this is where we're at. You know, we've got this quarterback. We made these draft picks. So regardless of CJ Stroud having this record setting, yes, their narratives will be intertwined for the rest of their careers. Yeah. That's just the way it's going to be. But at this point is that just talking about we got the pick wrong isn't really going to is only going to be so helpful um so we're probably going to need to start focusing on how do you move forward um from not only this week to next week but also just how do you say we need to start focusing on the draft and now i think we're gonna to have to start focusing on the front office i thought you were about to say the drafting as like, yes perfect timing yeah, I mean, I think the front office is that we just have to start there. I think starting with Bryce, I think starting with Frank Reich and all of that is 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 treating symptoms at this point. Sure. And you know what? Fitter might we might have only seen one draft from this guy, but we've seen enough. We've seen enough at this point. We haven't seen and it's you know what is you said, like you said, the questions with Bryce about what we haven't seen. We haven't seen a lot from Fitter. We haven't seen it work at all on any level at any point. Mm-hmm. So um I think we're gonna have to focus on that. We'll focus on the Bears. I do want to do this is we gotta we let's go ahead and do the kind of necessities of what we gotta do is uh David Dotto ball out award. The David Dotto ball out award, AKA the dab on them pick. Who do you want to give it to? Uh, tonight I'll just make mine quick. Uh, I'll go Miles Sanders. He must've heard everybody all pissed off at him. I felt like he had a few good runs. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. CK. Um, I'm going to go, uh, listen, I know this is outside of our normal, but I'm going to go ahead and give it to Dobbs for coming in and, and beating the Falcons Nice well uh, as a third string quarterback for them, uh, after being traded just this week. So, uh, incredible, uh, play by him. Um, and, uh, I would give it to Stroud, but that would cause too many people to go fucking crazy. Dude, I think somebody they're sm- oh they're smoking cigars in the Las Vegas. I thought they were smoking blunts. I thought that was <laughs> Sea Dog up in there. Um, I'm gonna give it to Hayden Hurst for making his first catch in a million years, <laughs> and uh, that lo- probably the longest completion we've had. Or maybe I'll give it to the entire defense for playing remarkably well. I think or playing well enough. And the offense letting you down. All right. Tell of shame, folks. This is where we tell someone. This is kind of like the ice up pick for the game and the players. And, uh, I mean, do we just all say it on three? One, okay. 
two, three. Bryce, Bryce Young. Young. Man, I think where'd you what were you gonna did you whisper it, CK? No, no, I was just gonna go off the wall just to be uh contrarian to everybody. Yeah. Who were who else? Who else would it be? I was just um, gonna say uh uh you know uh, coaching staff or something. Uh, Adam Thielen for fucking up my prize picks. Brock Throckmorton. <laughs> Roosevelt Mungo says Tony Sparris was showing us the David data. You love it. Love it. Um, no, you love it. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. I think it's just uh, Yeah, we can tell. Uh, um, all right. Uh, Tuesday night, C3 Panthers podcast. We'll have uh, gone back, watched the tape. We'll probably have reviewed a lot of other football games and uh, either delved further into despair or tried to uh, put our hand, head in the sand and figure out how um, the sky isn't falling. My name's Tony Dunn, C3 Panthers Podcast. Thanks for all the calls tonight, guys. You guys have been great. Um, I know that everybody is emotional, and we like that. So this is the place for that. This is the place for all of that outrage, rage, therapy, all of that. Cody Lack, how they get after you? Yeah, find me on Twitter at Cody Lack, C-O-D-Y-L-A-C. Um, every Friday at 7 p.m., you can be a part of the C3 Panthers podcast by joining the Friday free-for-all. Join via StreamYard, just like we're doing now. Uh, we let everybody jump in the show, share their opinion. Uh, we'll post the link to the StreamYard in the chat room so everybody can join easy. And, um, yeah, man, Tuesday night at 9, C3 Panther podcast, like we always do. CK? You can find me on the X-verse at uh, Godizzle Allen. Um, and uh, obviously, we're going to be here uh, in a short week on Tuesday and on Thursday. So you're going to get your fill of a C3, and then you're going to get a mini buy from us. So I uh, look yeah. forward to seeing you guys. All right, Cody, take us out of here. C3 Panther Nation. Until next time. Keep pounding. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.